Khalif Raymond from the 30. Flag is down. And Raymond has run out of bounds. Another flag comes in at the 32. There are six flags on the field. Tuesday, July 18th, World Listening Day. We're back. Lots of listening out there, I'm sure. If Actually, if you're hearing this, you're listening, so that's one way that's to sell it. It is a fact. Stone cold fact. There's no other way. Listening day story, my dad just got hearing aids. I don't know if any of your guys' parents have them. Mine, mine doesn't, but I've, I feel like that's something that's, that'll eventually happen. Yeah. See, and I don't think it's a big deal, right? I don't really think anybody should react to that. But he thinks it makes him look about 80. So he's like, he he kept putting them off for like years and years. And now it's like, I don't like them. I don't want to wear them. But I know Adam's mom had them. So World Listening Day. I I feel like it is an eventuality. Everybody needs them at some point. And if I were to pick somebody who might the most, it would probably be Owen because I know the volume that he puts into his ears directly. No, this week especially, my ears have taken a beating. So I uh, I actually saw one of Adam's friends. I went to a concert this week and saw one of Adam's friends with uh, earplugs. And it kind of, you know, I was like, that's something I should look into because I've, I've not to this point taken care of him. I'm kind of I'm kind of like anti earplugs at the that's why are you kind of anti? Talk. You just don't get the full experience. Yeah, dude, come on, like, either, like, go to the back or something, or, like, I don't know, it's, it's, for me, every time I see people with the earplugs, I'm just kind of, like, heat. (laughs) Can't say I support it. You say you might need to start, like, doing it now, but the damage is done, like, I feel like it's over. Like, you can't just start now and, and, and expect to be fine. I was, I was thinking more of, like, because you're the biggest earbuds, AirPods guy I've ever met. They're always in. So I feel like you've just been getting direct noise for literally like 23 years. Happy birthday. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. No, I have. Uh, I am 23. And I also haven't. That is true. Um, I listen to like, especially when I'm working or I'm at school, I like have music in all the time. But I feel like I've generally been I keep the volume at a relatively low level. Now maybe that, that doesn't matter. Yeah, but you know I'm not I'm not blasting you know Rick yeah. Ross into my ear into my eardrums <laughs> at max volume. You're not you're not sound of meddling this. No, no, I'm trying not to. <laughs> Money callback. That was sick. That was a good pull from you. I do. I mean, let's go into that stampede because you mentioned it there. I haven't been here. I haven't got the recap. I, Alex, let's start with you. How many times did you go? What was the best show you saw? Give me a bit well, of a rundown. So I don't know. Like, does going, do you have to be on the ground? Like, I guess you don't have to be on the grounds to be considered going stampede. So I went twice. Um, first one was the Fisher concert at Badlands, which was a banger. It was a really good time. Um, but that was just kind of like a short and sweet. Like I really just went for the concert, then like his set that he played for like an hour and a half, hour, 20 minutes, and then just cut. So I didn't like go really drink or anything or go do anything after that. So, um, but that was still fun. Fisher's a great guy. And then I went actually last night um, and it was a little unplanned because um, on our unit, actually, there's actually not a lot of patients on there right now. I guess people just decided not to get sick for Stampede. 
and I'm not even joking. Like, I, I think this is an actual thing. Like, they said this happens every stampede. Like, just the patient, like, low, like, the, the amount of patients on the unit just isn't very high. Like, it's just low. Um, so, anyways, the unit will, like, offer vacation. So, they offered some vacation, and I took it last night. So, I went out to stampede last night. Actually, my cousin was visiting from Denmark um, with with her husband. So, took him out for a little stampede, and they had a phenomenal time. Um, had a really good time. Went to go watch this. Um, we went to the Big Four and watched this um, like rap band, rap group called Cypress, Cypress Hill. Hill. Yeah, I know. Dude, them. and and her her husband was like, he was like amazed, like because I think he saw them in Denmark when he was really young. They came for a tour or whatever, and he like couldn't believe that they were playing like that one night that he was in Calgary. So went check that out. Um, had a really good um, got like uh, I think it was like eight mini donuts that had like blueberry glaze on them on a stick overall pretty good but i'm not the biggest like stampede guy i kind of like like stampede's all about like embracing your like inner like country and cowboy i do everything just and i just walk around that like i just kind of avoid the whole cowboy uh country stuff i just do everything that's not that but 10 (laughs) you said you're not the biggest stampede guy but i think the biggest stampede guy is probably on the panel right now. He is, uh, yeah. Yeah, so I, I went probably like nine times or maybe eight. <laughs> Holy. You are different, dude. That is insane. <laughs> um, But, you know, th- this isn't typical. And maybe it is typical because I probably went a similar amount last year. But that, um, that I, would I was, mean I typical, had, yeah. I yeah that does look that way but in my defense I had two of my good friends uh, visiting from out of the country and so you know I wanted to give them the full stampede experience um so I went to like you know six concerts or something like that um hit some rides uh you know ate some food I kind of did the whole nine um over the the nine times I was there and I would say it was a great experience for sure. And I enjoyed it and I had a lot of fun. I went to some great shows that I really enjoyed. Um, but I'm very glad it's over. I will say that I'm really, really tired. Um, and I'm just, I'm good. To, you know, I feel like I'm, I'm good to not go for at least another year. Good. That's the good. Secret. all good. tuckered out. Done yeah. with Stampede yeah. for a little while. So what was the top yeah. concert? What was your... I did also like Alex throw in that Fisher's a good guy. So it was like a lob for somebody to say, yeah. how do you know he's a good guy? So Alex could tell the story again, which I don't think he's told on here. So he can do that in a second. But what was the best concert for you? Uh, to me, it was a three-way tie um, between... I saw Manchester Orchestra, which is like a soft rock band that I really like. <laughs> Okay. Um, and I went and, and they, it was just an amazing show from start to finish there. They were un, unbelievable live. Um, I felt like I was the only one who knew some of the words, to their songs in my section. So I was just kind of belting them out. Uh, and then the other two concerts that I really enjoyed was Metro Boomin. Uh, and Ace I heard that one was, was just crazy. incredible. The Metro concert. Yeah. Yeah. It was nuts. My, my girlfriend had a panic attack. Yeah. Um, because I was with my friend Sep and we were actually just talking, talking about him before the show and he's a bit of a you know Wild he kind of wants to be in the thick of it yeah and so he was with his girlfriend and he took us right into the middle of the pit because we were totally we were totally outside when the concert started 
And so it was like everybody was kind of condensed and smushed and pushing. And I was okay because I was kind of above the fray, but my girlfriend, you know, was obviously a little shorter. And so she was like getting tossed around and then she started like hyperventilating and had a had a panic attack, which was uh, unfortunate. But then Metro being a good guy that he is stopped the show because I think, you know, girls were having to get hauled out crying and stuff. So, But he told everybody to take a step back and chill out. Uh, and it ended up being okay, but it was, it was like crazy. threatening to end the show. Like I saw TikToks. Yeah. He was like, I will end the show if you <laughs> yeah. guys don't chill out. It's like, damn, yeah. bro. <laughs> it was like a 15 minute break. And that was good. And then Ferg, Ferg was amazing too, because uh, it was in the big four building. So it was a lot smaller of a venue. Um, Wait, ASAP but, Ferg? Yeah. What? Yeah, it was, a, it was that would unbelievable. Be good. God, it was incredible. He, I want to say the thing with Stampede, dude. Sometimes someone just flies so under the radar, and you had no idea. Like I know Saint yeah. John came last. Like he's even more low key. I don't know if you guys know who Saint John is. He came yeah. out. I had no fucking clue. Didn't realize till like the day of the concert that Lil Yachty was coming. Like yeah, not I that I to that one too. <laughs> I don't know if I would go to Lil Yachty, but like it's still like he's still a big artist. I had no idea. It was. And the thing I want to give uh, ASAP Ferg his flowers. If anybody's out there thinking about going to his concert, he was amazing. Like he was full energy the whole time. He hopped into the into the mosh pit like three or four times just to like kind of, you know, dance a little bit. Uh, And at the end of the concert, he, uh, you know, he jumped in and and spent about 20, 25 minutes like signing shirts and hats and and taking pictures and stuff. So it it was a great experience overall. But yeah, it's uh, exhausting, exhausting. ASAP Ferg does have four or five just absolute hits that everybody would know. Even if you don't think you know them, you would probably have heard them once or twice. So that would make that really good. And I don't know what it is, but I'm just, maybe it's a summer thing or a stampede thing. I I I wasn't in town, didn't go to any stampede this year, which is a a gift and a curse because I was happy. My bank account's much happier. But at the same time, it would have been nice to at least get out to one or two of these. But I've been seeing the TikToks of the Drake shows in Chicago and in everywhere else. And I just, I'm in a concert mood. I just want to go see some music. I'm sure you guys are not in that boat right now, but I, maybe that's just me. Well, I, I honestly, if I could, I like, I would have went to, um, for those who know, know that I'm a, I'm a EDM guy. So like, I would have went out to like Skrillex too. I heard Skrillex was really good. Um, Luca P actually friend of the show said, he's like, he texted me. He's like, are you going? Because he knows I'm like a kind of an EDM head. I'm like, nah, I'm working. And he said um, it was like his first EDM concert he's ever been to. And he said he was like, I got to go again. I'm like, yeah, there you go. There you go. Like, got another one. Um, but uh, but I, I feel honestly feel like it's a blessing in disguise that you missed out this year. Because next year you're going to be like craving it. And it's going to hit like so much harder. Hmm. Um, obviously, like you know, getting out to the concerts and stuff would have been good. But I, like, I haven't been a stampede like on the grounds or anything, at least in like two years. You know, um, So going, so showing up, it was actually like really sick. I had a good time. So um, yeah, no, it was fun. Yeah. I want to say before you, I want to hear your Fisher story, but I do want to say some of the people that will wait in three hour lines on stand at stampede are sickos. Yeah. Like they are, which lines are those? People anything like if you go so i was there last night it was the last day and literally for like this WestJet skyline it was like a three-hour wait oh just to just ride in a, in a chairlift from one end to the other <laughs> oh and like obviously I, yeah. like nashville north on the weekend is like a four-hour line at the end of it like it's like people these people are just just full-on sickos i saw that um yeah people were actually lining up at like these um some of the like food stands too 
I was like, what? Oh, and it yeah. was like crazy. I thought it was like lines to get into like a concert or something or to get yeah. into like one of the tents. And no, it was just like lining up for like a bloom and onion. I'm like, okay. <laughs> that makes me sick. But Alex, okay, you can tell your Fisher story and then we should probably move on to the next thing. It's, Even though this is a pleasure, a, I could do this all day. <laughs> we should probably hit the pedal. Well, it's not much of it, and it's a quick story. It's not really even much of a story. It's just what he was at Chasing Summer last year, which is the Calgary uh, like EDM festival. Um, and he finished his set and whatever, and he was watching um, the guy that was came on after him. And he was just kind of watching it in, like, I guess, like the VIP section, you could call it, like the kind of elevated like stage to the side. Um, and I saw him there, like his, his big bald head, and I couldn't miss him. So I uh, I walked over and I was like, hey, can I get a can I get a pick? And he, yeah, he was like super nice about it. He's like, yeah, mate, like, let's get a photo. That's my Australian uh, accent impression. Um, and yeah, got a photo and that was it. That was a quick one. He also went and got some uh, shawarma in Calgary after his set for Stampede. I, I don't know. It's called King Shawarma, I think. I don't know if any of you guys have been there. But uh, went and had a shawarma and he was pretty hyped about it. So there you go. I love the Fisher story. And it really is. I'm, I'm kind of sad. Though I'm sad Phil couldn't make it for the fish. Because Phil really like locked into Fisher this year. He's like, damn, this guy's actually like really nice. Yeah. Nice with it. Um. So yeah, I'm I'm a little sad you couldn't make it out, but I think we'll it, next I'm, I'm gonna try and get there next year too. I want to say by the next stampede, I want to be in my Fisher bag a little bit. Good. Oh yeah, in your EDM like techno bag. Yeah. Let's yeah. go. That's Let's a go. good goal for next stampede. My goal is just be in Calgary, hopefully, and <laughs> Owen's goal is be into the fish, which would be sick. So let's, go. let's keep our fingers crossed and make that happen. Um, exciting stuff because I I've talked to a few people who like this show, which is. Thank you. And they, uh, they're excited for the football preview. And I am really excited for the football preview as well because today we're going to be joined by two guests. We actually haven't recorded that yet. Um, but Watones is going to be here and Calum's going to be here. Adam said, and this is no disrespect, but he said Calum is the best guest we have on this show. Best recurring guest. He says it's Calum. And I sometimes it's hard to disagree. He always does have the energy with him. So I'm looking forward to that. But what I will say is it is, it still feels a little early to me. Like training mm. camp starts in a couple weeks. I I don't really have the football flow yet, but we, we're getting to that point end of July. Like that's when it starts to come in for me. Is it with any of you guys? Do you feel it a little bit or is it still at the point where it's like, this is kind of far away? For me, for it me, feels far. Yeah. I'm not even close. Like I, I've I've been seeing some some videos of, from last season, like some clips on my on my timeline, kind of pop up, and so it's kind of been reminding me that hey, football like is kind of coming up. But I've just been so into like the baseball season and just other stuff like Stampede that it's just kind of it's been on the back burner. But I'm excited. I think this is why we do the previews, right? Is to kind of get us into that mood. Mm-hmm. So I'm yeah. looking forward to that. Well, I feel like post Stampede, like there's no way you're thinking about football. Yeah, or yeah, during. I feel like, I feel like this stretch is almost. It's quite like you're not even really thinking about sports because you're already like a couple weeks removed from free agency and nothing's really happening. You're doing other stuff, so, um, yeah, I'd I'd agree with the one. I'm not. I mean, sure, it, I mean, there was a game or anything. I, you know, I'd be I'd be hyped, but I'm not really like banging on the on the table for it just yet. Good. Yeah. That's the way we want it coming into this preview, I think. I think that's the yeah. energy we need to have. We need to be 
just sort of starting to let it let it simmer a little bit. Let's explain this first. A little bit of a different format this year because, again, we're going to try to get as many guests on as we can of favorite teams. Today, I don't know if there's a Browns or Bengals fan in Canada. I, it would have been nice to get, like, a Burrow, like, super fan, but yeah. I don't – we didn't – organize that in advance but we did get ravens and we did get there's Steelers. the ufc guy that one ufc student that, that's right that, yeah where's that joe burrow <laughs> uh, jersey to school which is like i'd love to have him on the show but i don't know adam would have to hunt him down yeah adam is doing a pretty good job at the booking so far so we'll we'll let him try to find that guy and then if we can find him and track him down we'll do another Bengals preview yeah. with this guy but yeah. one nice thing that i think we should do in these previews is we should place the helmets to start the season that should be what we do in the five categories. So we we decide sort of preseason where we want them to go, and then we go from there. So, and I understand that when we bring on the Ravens guy, he's going to say elite. We have to make a decision of if we approve of that elite or if we decide to put him in the frisk zone or in the good zone. So anyway, that's something we will be doing. But let's, do we want to do the Browns or the Bengals first? Because we're going to cut in these other ones later. So just take a pick, Alex. Well, you know, let's do the Bengals. We're talking about the uh, that un- anonymous uh, Joe Burrow UFC guy. So let's let's start off uh, with that. Sure, I got no problem starting off with them. And I don't know because I do a fair bit of research to try to figure this out. I kind of had forgotten, and maybe it's just because we were so footballed out by the end of the season that they were twenty to twenty in the fourth quarter in the AFC championship game with the Chiefs, and they had that roughing the passer penalty, which I can't picture it in my head, but I do remember the controversy of it. Their over-under is 11.5, and and not a lot has changed. I think in the offseason, you would have said they were probably going to lose their defensive coordinator, T. Higgins. They didn't lose either one. There's not a ton of changes. They did add Orlando Brown from Kansas City to play left tackle. They lost Jesse Bates and a couple other guys, uh, Hurst and P. Ryan and other random role players. Jesse Bates would be the big one. But it does feel like, to me, an 11.5 over-under, is this just kind of who the Bengals are now? Like, are they expected to just churn out these elite seasons? Because we've seen it twice in a row. And honestly, to me, it doesn't. the roster doesn't look that much worse. Like, I have a hard time not seeing them as the best team in this division, even though it's a pretty good division. Where are you at with that, Owen? Yeah, I mean, I was kind of pessimistic about them last year because I thought they were due for some like kind of regression to the mean. But I do think they have a young team that seems to be getting better. They have clearly Zach Taylor has proved, I think, over the last two years that he's capable of coaching the team that he has. And, and uh, you know, I, I like the way that they have constructed their roster over the past few years. So I uh, don't really see much reason for regression to be honest with you. I tend to think they're probably going to win their division again. Yeah, I would say they've got a year left before they have to pay Burrow, which will kind of change things because I it would feel like a waste to me if they didn't win a Super Bowl with these guys on the rookie contracts. To me, that would feel like they came up short because this is such a incredible advantage to have all those skill position players and the quarterback all making not that much and it lets them get defensive players it lets them get guys on the o-line like orlando brown i to me it would feel like they left empty-handed and i i personally find them closer 
to Kansas City than closer to Buffalo. In my opinion, that's where I rate them. And I know it's probably because they've beat Kansas City in a playoff game, but like Buffalo could not win a Super Bowl in the next few years, and it wouldn't surprise me. But Cincinnati not winning one would surprise me. I don't know if you agree with that, Alex. No, I I, I, I do agree with you. I think, um, like you said, I think the Bengals are just that team that you expect to be, honestly, just meeting the Chiefs um, in the in the conference championship like every few every year just because like i've said i think burrow's like that guy i think he's got that he's got that it factor that we've talked about you know that some some athletes you know they're really talented and they're really good but they don't have like they don't get it i think burrow really really does get it um and i i still don't think he's a better quarterback than mahomes but I mean, I think he's really close. Like you said, we kind of forget that um, how close they were to actually get into the Super Bowl again. Um, so I, um, I like roster didn't really regress too much. Um, you know, like I think teams like like the Browns will probably be better just with like Deshaun Watson getting another like actual full training camp and some experience under his belt. I think they'll be much better. Um, same with the Ravens. I think hopefully like. We'll see how that wide receiver core does just because they like revamped it again. But um, I don't know. I, I still feel like I would take the over there um, with the Bengals. I think they're just run really, really well. And they've been they've been kind of consistent now for for like two years now. So I, I don't see why there would be a drop off. Yeah, they started four and four last year and then they won their last eight to get to 12 and four. So yeah. I remember they were sort of kind of, a, I don't know, second half team for sure. And they certainly had a lot of uh, momentum going into that AFC Championship game. Where where are we at with Joe Burrow? That's the pressing question. I think Owen needs to answer this first because last year, I do think he was less cringe. I think last year was less cringe. But was that, is he less cringe or is the media being less cringe around him? I mean, it's always been kind of, it's hard to separate the two where he's cringe, the media's cringe, like it's kind of the same. Um, and last year, yeah, maybe marginally less. Uh, but he's still super cringe. I mean, I, we saw the posts of, you know, don't bet against the Bengals tonight, like, because he's wearing some sort of leopard print suit or something. Like, uh, I still hate the guy. That's basically what I'm trying to say. I do I do like that Alex has gone heel with this take and is now just leaned into the cringe and he's just a Burrow guy. I'm willing. I am a Burrow. Yeah. I'm willing to give him a chance this year. But I, it's off to a bad start with the haircut headband posts. It's it's off to a really that bad was he. start. Yeah, I'm that not, was he. I'm not loving that. But yeah. Yeah. I, I do think he gets it. I agree with you there. And I, you, you say Mahomes and him are one and two. I wouldn't disagree with that. I think. Yeah, exactly. He's, so. he, he's I would, but but we don't need to have that debate. <laughs> we can have that debate if you want, but. I would say he's top five. We can get into that in a second because I saw the ESPN list, but just just push okay. the, put a pin in that, bookmark that. So okay. over-unders, 11.5. They're the fifth best odds to win the Super Bowl. They're the number one favorites to win this division, obviously, with that over-under. Alex, you said over? Yeah. I'll go over, too. I, don't, I know it's a big number, but I just trust the infrastructure. I trust the team. Owen, where are you at? Uh, I'm going to say under. You got some hills you got to die on. This is a good one. I think it's a money play for you. So where do you want to place him? Is that an elite zone? They're probably an elite team. They probably will. I mean, they have to start there at least, just based off how their season ended. Well, I mean, they have an elite quarterback. There's no, 
No, they can only be elite. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'm happy to put the first team in elite. That's good. So we'll throw them in there. And then let's do the Cleveland Browns, who are actually a very fascinating team. I kind of, I don't know. I didn't really, they're the Cleveland Browns. I didn't pay much attention to them. But when I did started doing the research, they have the number one most expensive offense in the NFL, which is actually kind of dumbfounding because you look at it and it's not like the most amazing thing. They don't have Kareem Hunt anymore, but they have a really expensive offensive line. Nick Chubb's a Hall of Famer. Amari Cooper makes a lot of money. They traded for Eli Moore from the Jets. They have DPJ, David Njoku. They've got a pretty good offense, but it kind of got worse because I realized Deshaun Watson, they deferred his cap hits, and so this year he's making $18 million, and next year he's going to make 64 So mm. they're going kind <laughs> of all in on this team that they've got right now. And my first question would be, what version of Deshaun Watson do you think we're going to get? Are we going to get the guy who led the Texans to, what, three, four straight playoff appearances and was pretty electric, or the guy last year who was worse than Jacoby Brissett by the numbers? Which one do you think we're closer to getting, Alex? I think I think we're going to get a good Deshaun Watson this year. I think he'll, I think he'll be much better. I, you know, um, I, obviously there was a lot of stuff going on last year with him, and I feel like it's it'd be pretty tough to block that out and prepare properly and get back into game shape. I mean, the guy didn't play for like two years, two and a half years. Um, had those injuries and just this situation with the Texans and coming into Cleveland and learning the new system and all that. So um, I think he's had like uh, as bad a two years as you can get before that. So um, I don't want to put too much stock into the eight games. I think that he did play or maybe eight, eight to 10 games, however much he played. Um, you know, and just base that off off those games. So I'll, I'm willing to give him the benefit of the doubt, and um, I think I think he'll be much stronger this year. And they need him to be like he he has to be Texans level Deshaun because, like you said, that that cap it's going to be a joke. Um, we won't be able to honestly afford anybody after that. And I sort of was looking at it because I thought he's going to need to get to a good start because like the. They didn't have a good season last year, but honestly, part of it to me, and I don't know if this is just me being like a, a boomer, but it, it was kind of like a bad vibes thing. Like they had such like a negative energy around them that they started kind of bad and he came back and it didn't really get any better. Their first five are pretty tough. It's uh, Cincinnati at Pittsburgh, Tennessee, Baltimore, San Francisco. They need to get to a good start to the point where they can you know, have some good energy around their team. So they've got to hit the ground running, I'd say. I I really don't know because I saw some people blaming the weather. I'm not going to blame the wind in Cleveland as a reason why he struggled because that's a little bit too boomer for me. But I I could flip a coin and see it going either way because this is the type of stuff that can, like, derail a confidence in a career. I feel like he's been out for so long. Where are you at on? I think there's enough of a body of work that I'm inclined to think that he will be back to his previous form. Um, I mean, he played at a really high level for quite a long time. He's kind of right in his prime. He's only 27, so it's not like he, you know, it's a new system. He obviously had a bunch of issues off the field, uh, which we have gotten into in the past. So, uh, like, with a full offseason, full training camp, more time under his belt, I don't really see any reason why he would regress at this point in his career given his past 
his like history of success. So I tend to think that he'll do well, especially because I think Cleveland, you know, obviously they've they've kind of had to cut costs at some level here, but I think their offense is still one of the better constructed offenses in the league. I mean, they still have a really strong offensive line. They have like Willis and Batonio and uh, Conklin still and and Kareem or sorry Nick Chubb is arguably you know he's however you slice it he's probably a top three or four running back in the NFL who can shake pressure up Deshaun Watson so I, I really think he's in a good situation to rebound. This is a pretty good offense. It's a, the most expensive one, but I mean Cooper had another really good season last year and he didn't have much of quarterback play. And I I think Eli Moore is a good gamble like. He kind of fell behind on the Jets, or Jets depth chart last year, but it's not like he's a bad player. Like I could see him having a good season, and I, I like the talent around them. They did; they added quite a bit on defense. They paid a lot of money for Dalvin Tomlinson. They traded for Zadarius Smith. They signed Juan Thornhill from the Chiefs. They have a new defensive coordinator, uh, Jim Schwartz, used to coach the Lions. So they did kind of do a revamp there. They're over under nine and a half. Most people kind of I mean it's pretty much a toss-up but there's a lot of over a lot of under they're about mid-pack for Super Bowl odds the only other thing I would have to ask before we uh pick that over under is where are we at with Stefanski as well because I feel like two years ago we would have said he's just going to figure out how to do this Watson thing he's a really good offensive mind but we're kind of again two years removed from that win over the Steelers in the playoffs and then playing pretty close with Kansas City and Arrowhead and there hasn't really been much since so where are you at with him Owen what do you think of uh Stefanski heading into his fourth season kind of hard to 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 know what to make of him what he was able to do with Baker Mayfield I don't think a lot of coaches would be able to do so I think there's reason to believe that at least good at, at game planning with the offense he has to a certain degree now I think part of the issue with um, their lack of success last year was like it was just that Deshaun Watson just played really really poorly like I, I don't know if it was necessarily a coaching issue I think he just really struggled he looked out of sorts and he really struggled to make throws that I think he would have made pretty comfortably earlier in his career like even a year or two ago so I, I would need to see probably more from him to write him off as like a one-hit wonder or an overrated coach I would um I would say just because of the pressure I think of this year's roster and the need to perform I think you know you need a playoff win yeah um, and if he doesn't get a playoff win this year then I think he should be fired it should be it I agree with that this roster is going to get worse next year it's not going to yeah. be as good as this um and if they don't get again if they don't hit the ground running they're gonna it's going to be a snowball effect I really do believe that now having said that I do like to pull these stats before we pull the line uh two and six in one score games last year second worst fumble luck they also do not play any opponents with a rest advantage so no opponents off a bye play Cleveland so they have a pretty fortunate break there because those things do do usually come back to to the regression to the mean so two and six and one score games you even even that out to four and four and that's would be a nine and eight season for them last year so things can uh, change quickly and they do tend to even out so Alex where are we at with nine and a half with the Browns uh, I'm willing to go uh, over I'm willing to bet the over just because once again I believe that this team will feel the the need to perform and I yeah I just I just feel like they know the pressure's there and they've had a few disappointing seasons 
Um, and it's kind of it's kind of been the same group of guys the last few um, years, besides I guess Sean. But like the kind of core group has still stayed intact for for a majority. Um, even on defense with like Miles Garrett, Denzel Ward, like um, they've kind of grown up here together um, in the league. And I and I think it's a team that I know like you know think of the Browns they're dysfunctional all this that. But um, I think it's a group of guys that kind of understand like we need to actually make some noise this year. So. I'm willing to bet on them that they can figure it out. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna say that with a full season of Deshaun Watson and training camp and everything, I do agree with Alex that the group and the kind of the core they have is pretty similar from even two years ago, minus obviously like Deshaun Watson and Baker Mayfield and a few other changes. So I think that they are capable of winning 10 or 11 games, and I think they're capable of winning this division. So I, I'm gonna take the over two. I like this division a lot. I think Baltimore is going to be pretty good again. I I know Pittsburgh at least will be around seven, eight, nine wins. I don't really see them winning much more than that, but I will I'll take a hair under on Cleveland. But it's not that I don't like their team. I just I'm not entirely convinced on the coach and the quarterback, and that's enough for me to just take a little nudge on the under. But I I do agree with you that there's a pretty good chance that they actually do win ten games, eleven games, and have a wild card and wouldn't be a team that you want to face in the playoffs with all the talent they have on offense. I think to me, this is a pretty easy frisk zone. I don't want to put them in the good yet because there's too much questions. But to me, I think this is most certainly a top half team in the league. I would say that they just play in a hard division and I'm not entirely sure about the coaching quarterback. So any objections to the frisk zone? No frisk is good because they haven't really showed that they're a a good team yet. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Frisk to me is like, it's like kind of like a question mark. Like yeah. they're kind of on the cusp of bad or good. Yeah, I think I think that's a good risk. Is like show me, mm-hmm. and they're Just the show yeah. me team. Show me team. They're a show me team. So they might be the headliners of Frisk, really, but they'll go there, and the Bengals are in elite. Now we'll get with tones to give us the Ravens rating in a second. I'll cut that in here. All right, first time we're joined by Watones here. We got Kalem with us as well. Kalem's been on this show before. Adam said Kalem might be his number one guest. I don't know if he mentioned that to you. He would never say that's my face. No chance. I am really sad that you said that with him in the room. (laughs) Well, we're going to get him for the Steelers in a second, but we got to do Watones first because it's his first time on the show. He's a longtime friend, probably the highest level football player we've had on this show friends in the nfl well-connected man in toronto right now what's up with tones how are you nice to meet you guys Um, (laughs) thank you so much for having me um that's great give us some like some background like how do you know us uh what's your football football experience take us back yes sir so i met the guys in 2015 western canada high school you already know red hogs that's what we are calgary alberta my place, my love. I love it. Um, yeah, so we all met together at school, and yo, we've been friends ever since. So that's how it is. That's and you right. played for Bishops, right? Yeah, I played for Bishops. I didn't really play. Um, a lot of injuries got in the way. I couldn't play. You know, I was practicing a lot and recovering a lot. So, And then COVID happened my year that I was supposed to, like, really get back on the field. Uh, COVID happened. I wasn't able to um, go back in the training, go back to rehabilitation for my knee. Um, so yeah, that happened and yeah, we're, we're here now, but Hey, everything is a blessing. Got to go to school, got to get my degree. You know, that's one thing I can be grateful for. 
I'm super grateful for actually. I can't uh can't lie about that. But um oh, yeah. yeah, that's hype, dude. And I remember he was in 2015 that you mentioned you were the quarterback for the team. And I remember you telling me at the time that you were like an RG three guy. You had the one sleeve, you you like modeled your game after RG three. And then I remember in 2018 when Lamar got drafted, you were posting on Snapchat, you're like, This is my guy from here on out. I'm a Lamar guy, and that's followed through to now. You're like the biggest Lamar fan I know. You're a players guy, not a teams guy. How does it feel Lamar finally getting the bag that I know? Because I remember for years, I would see what tones pop up on my timeline, pay Lamar. Now that it's happened, how are we feeling going into this year about your Ravens? Man, I feel great. The thing is, I'm an RG3 guy, but when RG3 guy drafted, it was so hype because I remember him getting drafted with Andrew Luck. Then RG3 was second pick. I love both guys, but something about RG3, his swagger when he was at Baylor, when he won the Heisman, the Heisman was crazy that he won the Heisman. It was it was super cool. But uh, anyways, back to uh, Lamar Jackson. I was a Lamar Jackson even back then because I started playing football like what, 11 years old. And I used to like go on IG and you'd see like vines about like this guy running and stopping. And you know that was that was Lamar Jackson. And it was like I've been a fan of this guy, you know. And I've then you then he went to Louisville and you see him playing Louisville. And it's like what? How is he able to do this as a quarterback? How is he able to do all this stuff? And you would think, oh, this guy can't really like throw the ball, but like in a way he could. But he it's just something that he needs to work on, obviously more. Um, and going to the Ravens, second year winning MVP, proving to the league that he's that guy. Till till now, getting paid. So let me ask you for context. You said earlier you're a guy guy, not a team guy. It was uh, Kawhi yeah. and, and Russ. So if Lamar didn't get signed, he went somewhere else. Just so we can establish who you are as a Ravens fan. If Lamar went to Carolina, are you a Panthers fan? In a way, I'll be a Panthers fan just because <laughs> Lamar is there. But okay. I'm still a Ravens fan. because. All right. So we were looking for a Ravens fan and um, I'm like putting my hand up. I don't know many Ravens fans, but all I know is that when I open Twitter, Batons is on my timeline tweeting Lamar. So I'm like, he's a Ravens That's our guy. fan. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm, definitely, I'm definitely a Ravens fan because even when I was a kid, the first team that I really looked up to was literally the Ravens. I remember mm. the 2013 Super Bowl like vividly. I remember the lights closing. I remember rooting for Ed Reed, rooting for Ray Lewis. I literally Kobe Jones to the house. Jersey. Yeah, I'm a big time Ravens fan. Like I, I wouldn't say like oh I'm a diehard Ravens fan, but I I could say I'm a big time Ravens fan because that was the first team I really looked up to. Ray Lewis, Ed Reed. You know I played safety back in the junior high. Like Ed Reed was my guy. Like I had posters of them in, in my in my room, you know? Ed Reed was nasty. If I'm a kid growing up as a safety, I look at Troy Polamalu and I'm like, that's the guy oh, I want to be. Oh, yeah, Troy Polamalu was really nice too, but I loved Ed Reed. You know, there's something about Ed Reed, like looking up at um pump up videos, he was like, Yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. Dog, from like yeah. the Hurricane <laughs> days, you know, like I'm hurt, dog. <laughs> And you know, like, it's you know the one crazy, you know, it's nice. It gets you hyped. You know, that's why I like this guy, you know? You know it's the one Ed Reed clip where he's, like, rushing the punter and then he, like, kind of gets held and he's, like, face mask and then he runs back and he lights the guy up? I think that's the best. Yeah. Thing. That's my favorite. You know, that, that lifts me up. I love Troy Palmalu, though, still, you know? Like, you know, I know, like, the Steelers fans have this rivalry with, like, Ravens fan, but, like, man, both teams are so nice. I love the Steelers, man. <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, it's okay, no, we'll I, I cut that. We'll it. cut that out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, okay. dude, he's he's a loving guy. He likes he he just loves the. He loves. Oh, the, I, I he feel loves that the too. Division. I love what do you football, think yeah. of the? 
what do you think of like the uh the Bengals and the Browns? What do you think of Joe Burrow? Do you think he's a little cringe cringy at times, or do you think it's sometimes, yeah, sometimes it's a little cringy, you know, Joe Cool and stuff like that, Shitesy, Joe Shitesy. You know, sometimes <laughs> it's a little bit cringe, but it's his vibe. So yo, I'll go with it. You know, like whatever makes you play nice, whatever makes you feel good, you know, just do you, you know. And his, his what about you? Jamar Chase is super cool, super dope. I like how they like, you know, I was a quarterback, so I know the type of connection with like receivers. You gotta have that to like be as good as they are, you know. No, yeah. I, I I can't hate either. I mean, I think like in uh, any other sport, hockey, there's teams that I hate. It's really hockey. There's teams that I hate, but in football, there's not really a team that I hate. I mean, Adam's a Cowboys fan, so I'm always looking for the Cowboys to suffer. I got buddies who like the, <laughs> like it, it's like that. But even within the division, I mean, I I don't like the Browns. I don't really see the a redeeming quality in the Browns, but. Uh, I liked the Bengals when the Bengals were in the Super Bowl. I was all in on the Bengals. That whole playoff run, cheering for the Bengals. Uh, I don't mind the Ravens either. I like uh, I like Lamar a lot. I like John Harbaugh. John. Yeah, so you John, guys never yeah. got fed up with like the insane amount of like Joe Burrow um, media content we were getting in like eighteen months. Well, I mean, oh, they went a little hard. Said he liked it. Yeah, I'm gonna be honest with you, Alex. Man, I hated the Bengals that whole playoff run. I ain't gonna lie, I hated when they went. I wanted to, them to lose so bad. I was like, no, they like us. They can't win a Super Bowl before us. Like they can't win a Super Bowl. <laughs> Joe Burrow cannot win the Super Bowl before Lamar Jackson. That just cannot happen. That just cannot happen. I was like, please, please lose, lose. You know? Yeah. Even if you look at last year's playoff run, right? The first game they played against the Ravens, we were one guy short. We were one guy short from. Uh, with that game one play short from winning that game to be honest if i'm honest with you like that sneak yeah if it wasn't a fumble mm -hmm. that's game and that's, that's what game. i was thinking and that was he went tried to go over the top and they took it back 99 yards that's kind of and it was like 17 17 it was a close game at the time it was a close-ass game it was yeah. a close-ass game that's what i'm saying so if imagine if we had a healthy team with lamar jackson mm -hmm. imagine just imagine the, the the Bengals are not beating the the ravens a healthy ravens team they're not beating the oh. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I gotta ask what your take is on the whole Lamar Jackson situation at the end of last season, where you know he was injured for. I mean, I, I kind of know what your take is gonna be, but you know he was injured for a long time. Some people on the show were hating that uh, he didn't even show up to some of the games when he was injured, and he wasn't there to support his boys. So, do you have any take on that? On if he was really injured, or if he was just trying to get the money, or what was going on there? I think you can look at it in both ways. I think he, yeah, I, I truly think he was really injured, but I think it's not a, a big, big injury that he couldn't have played if, if he had the money. If he had the money, I think he would have played, but with with the injury, but considering that he didn't have the money, it's, it's, it was a good decision for him not to play, not get injured even further since he didn't have a contract. Um, the fact he wasn't with his boys uh, at the games, um Honestly, I don't know what was happening in his life personally, so I couldn't like say anything on it. <laughs> well, maybe he maybe he had an emergency at home that he couldn't attend. Maybe he, maybe be rehabilitating at a, another facility somewhere, you know, that he couldn't attend the game. I don't think it's something that deep. I think Lamar got. I think Lamar is um, a team guy. He's there for the team. He's a team first. I think he would been he would have been there for sure if something else didn't happen in his life. Well, I think, okay, I that's think a bit of a jump. <laughs> Hold on. So we went from we went from maybe there was something going on into his life to he would have been there if no, not for yeah, something yeah, yeah. tragic went, yeah. in his personal life. I don't know. Uh, it's a bit of a jump.
Maybe you're right. It, it is a little bit of a jump, but like you know, when I think about it, really, I really sit down and think about it. I think something definitely happened for him not to be there. Well, I know RG three was backing him up, though, right? If I'm not mistaken, I think RG three was like, "Oh, you guys, like you guys don't understand, like you know, I lost so much money in my career oh, yeah. due to my injuries. Like mm-hmm. I would, you know what I mean? Like looking back on it, um, yeah. he would have done the same, and if he was in his shoes, so." I mean, I, I feel like you can understand. No, not playing for sure. When you play that kind of style, you're one play away from a career-ending injury. So definitely, yeah. uh, I don't mind holding on, but uh, like not showing up to the games, not being with the boys, maybe a little questionable. That is true, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but now you're looking at the Ravens this year, and I think they have a new offensive coordinator, obviously. He's the George offensive coordinator, and I think their plan is we're going to open things up a little bit and maybe be a little bit more pass-based because they did. I mean, I read in the past three years the only receivers they signed, they signed like five receivers, and it was like Des Bryant, Deshaun Jackson. I can't even remember the other names. They were like Sammy Watkins, a bunch of like old guys washed up nobodies, but now they drafted the guy in the first round from BC, Zay Flowers. They signed Odell. They signed Nelson Ag. I'm not claiming Nelson Aguilar's George Pickens, but at least it's some help. And I think the leading snap receiver every year of Lamar's career was Willie Sneed, Willie Sneed, uh, Marquise Brown, Marquise Brown. And last year it was Demarcus Robinson. So I think it's a big upgrade. And if they're going to pass a little more, you think that's going to be to Lamar's success? You think he's going to be better passing or is he a little bit better on the ground? <laughs> that's a good question. I think... He's going to be a better passer for sure this year just because he has that open offense, you know. He has the targets now. He has the ability to throw the ball in previous years, especially, let's say, his MVP year. Even his MVP year when he threw for 36 touchdowns, he led the league in touchdowns with, like, Willie Sneed. Mm-hmm. Willie Sneed and Mark Andrews were his best targets. Imagine that with Odell, with Zay Flowers, Nelson Angelor, Bateman. That group doesn't listen, sound that good when you say it like listen. that. Listen, <laughs> <Yeah>. the Steelers <laughs> might not win the Super Bowl this year, but I'm very happy that when I look at our season and I try and put together a, a plug for <laughs> for future success, I don't have to slide in and Nelson Aguilar <laughs> in there because that is just not where you want to be in uh, you know yeah. mid July. But I guess if you look if you look at it like that, I feel like if Lamar was successful with really. Neat. sure right i think they need they need a little bit more from like rashad bateman right i think he was, yeah. was he, he was a rookie last year right uh second year uh, last year. second yeah so i feel like you know they probably need him to step up mm-hmm. fantasy owner hand up so i was thrilled with his, with his performance last year but yeah. um zay flowers i mean honestly they got a hit with um some of these picks here um that they're drafting like some of these wide receivers in the first round i mean it didn't really work um or no no they did have hollywood brown and then they traded him so um, they got to they got to hit on one of these guys. I'd say, and as long as you have Harbaugh, you're going to be competitive. He'll get you around uh, nine or ten wins at least. I mean, he's that type of coach. I will say, it seems to me, and you're a fan of the team, so I'm sure you can vouch, but it seems like the Ravens are always injured. Like this is just something that happens to them frequently. That's probably like a way they train thing. No, like that would that's not just like luck at this point. It's like their preparation and the way that they train, right? Yeah, 100%. Uh, they fired their strength conditioning coach. Okay. So that's, that's a start. So previous years, I remember the, one of the the year before this year, 
they they had everybody was injured. They had like half of the guys on the injury reserve. I was so cheesed. Like I couldn't believe it. I, I stopped watching the NFL completely. I was not even like watching TV. I was like, NFL's on. No, I don't really care. You know? <laughs> and last year too, like when Lamar got injured again, it was it was super disappointing as well. But you're blaming the strength coach. I'm blaming the strength coach, yeah, because there's a way you train to prepare for the season. There's a way if if it keeps happening all the time, there's a reason it keeps happening. Yeah, all the time. I don't know though. Like there's enough randomness in that. You're looking at 32 NFL teams. That's 32, you know, strength and conditioning guys. I don't think they have any bums in there doing like any crazy outlandish I'm shit. Kidding. Like uh, you could look at my fantasy team and, be, and ask me, what am I doing to train these guys up? They're getting injured all the time. I don't think it's like that. I think it's just like a, a random but bad streak of luck. It could also be though, like, you know, if they're fucking like sending guys out that are, you know, already have a bad ankle, already have a shaky okay. knee and they're like, no, 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 like you're good. You can go out and then they're getting injured. Like that, that's a problem. You gotta, you gotta get rid of that kind of stuff. That's fair. But wh yeah. whenever I hear it's, oh, they're training wrong or it's like the, in the way they're training. I just don't. I don't think any one team is doing it any differently than any other uh, on, yeah, the, on the actual strength and conditioning, on the training side. The medical staff, sure, maybe they're pushing the guys a little bit hard. I think you'd have uh, a better chance to look at the playbook and say, look at the style of football they play. That's why people are getting injured. Whatever. Except for the Chargers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dr. Long over there. Yeah. How many strength and conditioning coaches do you think the Clippers have gone through? Steve oh, Ballmer's yeah. probably firing him every six months. But yeah, see, the thing is, the Clippers, they have Kawhi. Kawhi has been injured. Like, even yeah. uh, Spurs, everywhere, he's been injured. You know, yeah. he's, he has a load management problem. But if you look at the Ravens team, the past three years, three or four years, right? They've been the most injured team in the NFL. And that has to do with something. It has to be something in the. Yeah. about the facilities something about the the staff it has to be something it can't be just the player you can't just blame it on the player okay one year it happens okay it's the players two years it happens three I years <laughs> i don't think anyone's blaming it on the players no i see what he's saying i though. do too i do too you know like yeah, yeah. it no it is but like it's always it is always like the Ra like ravens first preseason injury you can already like check someone off i remember dobbins like blew his knee out you know dobbins and then you got like, gus like yeah. first yeah gus and then the third guy after that too they went through like three running backs in like two weeks it was like you know? what the hell is happening here preseason and it's too. On both yeah. sides of the uh, both, both sides of the ball it's not just the offense that's the thing it's the defense yeah. as well defensive guys are getting injured as well so like something is wrong with the yeah. staff yeah, you know that, something's wrong with the program. So I, something, I something is wrong. I will say that uh, something's wrong for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because it's both sides. You, you can say play style. Yeah, play style. Yeah, they run a lot, but then you look at guys on the other side okay. of the field. And That's like, fair. Okay, they're getting injured as well. Yeah, yeah. So I, I agree with you there, and it's I, I didn't know they replaced the strength and conditioning coach, and I think I remember back to. Derek Wolf played for the Ravens and the Broncos. And I think I remembered him saying there was a big difference between the way Baltimore asked their players to show up and the other teams he'd been on. Like, I think that they ask you to be in a certain shape when you arrive to camp that maybe leads you to more injuries. Like maybe it's a little more muscle based stuff. I really don't know. We need Nick Edwards to break that down for us. But uh, I do expect the offense to be better because it's going to be a little bit more spread out, and I think the offensive coordinator is going to make a big difference. And I look at the Ravens, and their over-under is 9.5, and, and I don't see any reason why that's not going over. Like, I really like their team. I think that they're – I always like the Ravens. They always kind of come back to snakebite me because of these injuries and whatever it is. But 
I just think you have this coach, you have this quarterback. The quarterback wins at like a 70% rate when he's on the field. I just don't really see a world where that goes under, even though this is a hard division. So I like the over nine and a half. Where do you land? I got to look at the schedule, but um, gut instinct is under. They have AFC South and NFC West, if that's what you're wondering. Gut instinct is under. To be honest, I don't see how other teams are going to be stopping the Ravens. The run game, the passing game, like, you got to pick one to, like, cover, you know? Mm-hmm. Either this, this week, you go with the uh, running game. Stop Lamar from running. Stop uh, Gus Edward from running. Stop all the running backs from running. Okay, this week, you'll stop the run. They'll hit you with the pass. Next week, you focus on the pass. They hit you with the run. They have something for everything. The offense is too spread out, and the quarterback can do can do it both. Mm-hmm. And this might be, this is his best team he's had around him offensively, for sure. Oh, and he can call the plays. You know, he has the ability. His coach is letting him call plays from scrimmage, you know? It yeah. changes the whole game. It changes how you see the game. It changes how you play the game. If a defense signals, uh, oh, watch, watch, run, watch, run, watch, run, or this, this, that. Like, I don't know how it works in the NFL, obviously, but if they signal that, he can just switch the play. It, the offense is more ran by him now other than just the offensive coordinator, you know? Mm-hmm. So you like the over on nine and a half wins? For sure, for sure. All right, well, I don't like that I've started already off with, this will be my third over, so I'll go over on the Ravens as well. Um, I'm I'm a big fan of just if you have a solid coach, which is something the Steelers and the Ravens have had for a really long time, like guys like Hardwell, guys like Tomlin, like they just get you to those wins sometimes. And you don't even know how, but they get you to those wins um, you know, I like Lamar. He's got, he's, he's not distracted. I feel like last year was a, also a distracting year for him, given the contract stuff. So um, I think now that that's off his mind, I think he's just going to be like all in on the team, clear mind, ready to go. Got a pretty talented roster around him um, now. And I actually looked through the schedule and it's actually looking quite nice for them. I'd say, I think, um, I think they've got some games in there that are, you know, should be, should be uh, easy wins. Um, so yeah, I, I'll, I'll take the over there. I'm also going to take the over. Um, I I just always like this team, and I feel like... Yeah, uh, same. I picked yeah, them to win the Super Bowl last year. I feel year. like we always like this team. It's a hard team not to like, and they they tend to do well in the regular season. And I remember last season, like, they were, they were leading in, like, 95% of game time or whatever, and then they would lose games right at the end. And yeah. sometimes that comes down to bad luck and... Uh, I think the team overall is built well, and I like them to do well. And I don't really uh, the other teams in this division personally, so I think they'll go over. I I think this is a hard division. I think they have six hard division games, but AFC South and NFC West, like to me, those are pretty easy games, all of them. And I, th- I have their extras down as Lions, Chargers, Dolphins. That's like one and two or two and one to me. But I always pick this team to do well, and then somehow it never like works out the way I always see it working out. I took the under, but now thinking about it and thinking about betting on the Ravens at finishing at nine and seven or worse seems crazy. I'm going to ride the under, uh, but it just seems like a team that always ends up uh, at least at the ten win mark, if not you know eleven and six, something like that. So mm-hmm. uh, I'll ride the under, but. But I understand why you 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 would like choose the under because they play in the AFC North. I think right now the AFC North is definitely one of the toughest division in the NFL. Yeah. Just because you have what Deshaun Watson at Cleveland, you have Joe Burrow, you have Kenny Pickett who's about to like blow up. I think he has he's about to have a big year. That's right. Uh, 
<laughs> I, I, I think so, man. He's surrounded by great players. He's surrounded by great coaches and a great organization. So I think defense that could possibly, hopefully, I really hope so, because now we got some some guys on defense, some some leaders on defense. You know, Rokon Smith, you know, Kyle Hamilton, who's going into his second year. He was a rookie last year. So that's, uh, that's major. I think uh, if our defense can pick it up, our offense just needs to score. And I don't doubt our offense scoring. I doubt a defense topic, people. Mm-hmm. You know? That's... And going into this year, I think it's going to be great. But other than that, wow, the AFC North is really, really, really stacked. So it's going to be a hard division. I, don't, I understand the, the under. Like, definitely not an easy division. Yeah, six hard games for sure. And and you you did mention the defense. This will be the last thing. But uh, it... It does. It, they did let go a lot of the older guys. Like, there's no more Clayus Campbell, Justin Houston, Marcus Peters. A lot of those older guys are gone. It's mostly a younger group in there, which could yeah. work to their advantage, but, but also who signed, could be worse. Who signed Calais Campbell? I saw he signed somewhere. It was some weird team like Atlanta or something like that. Maybe Atlanta. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. so last thing we'll do with Baltimore is we've got, we do our helmets. I don't know if you know this with Tones, but we put teams in categories and we're going to place them to start. So elite, good, frisky, unserious poverty is the, is the list. I think the Ravens are in the good tier. That would be my vote. I don't think they're elite, but I don't think they're as bad as frisky. We put the Browns in frisky. I think they're better than the Browns. So I'm going to put the Ravens in the good zone. I think that's, I think that's the right pick. Does anybody see any uh, objection or argument for otherwise? Am I, I guessing think- where they're going to finish the season? You can if you want, but well, then I got to stick with my under and say I think they'll finish in frisky, but I could definitely well, see them starting good before the injuries roll in. We did, we did coin this as the prisoner of the moment, uh, power ranking. So it's kind of like at the moment, where do you see the team? Yeah, that's bullshit. Because then, what's the metric? Oh well, I saw it that is, way. So the we're metric all right. is just what you think. No, the, the metric yeah. is where are they week seventeen? No, if no. We used, if we use metrics, then like we would just recreate the. You'd standing. be accountable. Yeah, you don't want that, do you? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you <yeah. motherfucker>. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're ended in frisky, think, but I'm okay to start. Me, I, don't, I don't really agree with good. I don't. I don't think if you have a back like Lamar Jackson and a team like the Ravens, um, in previous year that we, they were injured, and the only thing that like held them back was injuries. If you look at that, if you look at the only thing that held them back was injuries. So you think they're elite? I think they're elite. Injuries do play a part though, right? They play like- a part, but if you remove the injuries, if you look at the whole roster as a whole, you know, you look at the team as a whole. Yeah, but teams that are in elite is teams like the Chiefs and the Bengals, Bengals. and like Buffalo. Good is yeah. not a dick. If you, put, if you put the Bengals as elite... I can't, I, I can't not put the Ravens as a lead. The, we beat the Bengals. We are better. We as a team are better than the Bengals. <laughs> I can't, I can't give it to you. Remove the injuries. Remove the injuries. We're a better team than the Bengals. I'm sorry. We have well, I want you to be right. With our backup quarterback. I want you to be right. I, I hope me. Right. we're on your side. <laughs> we're on your, we're on your side. Like we're rooting for the Ravens to prove uh-huh. that this year. But uh-huh. as of right now, I'd, I'd say they're good. Okay. I think the most votes are for good, but I I see what tones his argument with the injuries off mode that the Ravens would be in the elite zone. I, I, I concur to that, but I think for right now, we've got the most votes for good. So we're going to put them in good for now. But the, it goes on the record that there was a note that somebody wanted it in elite, if they're right. Someone and it, wanted them in Frisky. And we're all rooting for them to end up in uh, elite. Yes, yeah. let's say that. Now, Pittsburgh Steelers, 
Caleb and I are obviously fans of this team. I would say, and I don't know if this is true, but I'm going to say it anyway. And I think like people like Alex who cheer for the Raiders might be upset at this comment. The Steelers might be the most boring team in the league to me because we always finish at like nine wins, eight wins. We've never been a Super Bowl contender in the last like seven or eight years, really. Like we had that year we could have been pretty good and we lost to the Jags. To me, I don't see a ceiling with us this year that's like 12 wins, 11 wins. Like here come the Steelers. I just don't think we have that type of roster. I just think we'll be eight, nine, 10 wins again. And I think the number one question is, do we like this quarterback? Do we think we have a quarterback? Now, what Tone says right away, he thinks we've got one with Kenny Pickett. But where are you at as somebody who watches all 17 Steeler games? Like, I'm on board with Kenny Pickett. I don't think, I think he's definitely a guy where if he's going to, you know, lead your team to a Super Bowl and win a Super Bowl, it would have to be on that rookie deal. They would have to load up. Like, I don't think he's going to come back and make what, like, I guess it, you know, he's played one year, but let's say he signs on for $30 million a year. Like a Danny Dimes type deal. I think it's going to be tough to to win with him getting paid that much, at least based on what we saw uh, in his first year. The other challenge is when you draft a younger quarterback uh, who comes in and puts together a decent year and you, you have that feeling that there's more ceiling and more room to grow. Certainly there's something to be said for changing from the, the college game to the pro game. So he's got some something to learn in that regard. But he came into the league at, what, 24 years old? Yeah. Pretty old. So in some ways, uh, you feel like that kind of is a, a negative in the potential department. So I guess time will tell with Kenny Pickett. I'm confident that, he, you know, he's uh, above average. I think he, he'll finish the year and be somewhere around that, you know, 14, 13th best quarterback in the league, Mark. I feel that that's right. I will say he went seven and four as a starter, and I felt like he left some meat on the bone. Like there was a lot of stuff he could have done better, and he still had a really good record. And I like the weapons we have around him. Like I think George Pickens is really good. You said Deontay Johnson was hoping to score a touchdown this season, which would be exciting. So let's all root for that. I like Pat. I like uh, Najee Harris. You know who I like? Uh, I'll talk to you about fantasy football for a minute because I've been wrong on this guy. I don't know how long I've played fantasy don't football. Don't say Allen Robinson. Allen Robinson. Oh my God. Well, like, I just, I have to be missing something because year after year, the experts tell me that Allen Robinson is a great value. Whether it's the third round, the eighth round, the seventh round, wherever he's going, they tell me he's a great value. And year after year, I get fooled. Uh, this year, I'm going to fade him. And I think he's actually going to do good. I think he just lives, <laughs> exists to disappoint me. Uh, so I'm not going to draft him and we'll see what happens. I mean, he gets separation. He's probably a good guy to have around, but I do. I know Adam is coming with a negative take. I want to go with an unknown first, Alex. I don't really know where you're at with Kenny Pickett. And I feel like that's the biggest question surrounding the Steelers this year. Um, yeah, I wasn't, uh, I can't say I was thrilled with his rookie year. I thought I, like what Caleb said, like, I mean, he was playing, he played at Pitt too. So it's not like he was transitioning to like a completely different city. Like he was going to Miami or he was going to LA or anything like that. I mean, the guy played in the Steelers stadium. He played for Pitt. Um, home, he's a hometown guy too. So um, I don't know. I thought there wasn't too much pressure on him either. So um, <laughs> first round pick starting quarterback, not too much yeah, pressure. The Steelers though. And it's like, like Ben, like just retired was like halfway like, through the season. Like, yeah, we yeah, were we were two had, and six we, when he came in. Yeah, there was no pressure, literally. Yeah, what yeah, expected him to do that good? You know, 
Fair, I guess, relative to and the that's situation. Why I, that, that was also a little weird to me that, I mean, Tolman's a smart guy. I mean, and that's probably, you probably know something that I don't. Maybe he's saving Kenny for next year or something, but I was a little surprised that they didn't start with, with Kenny. They didn't start the season last year with Kenny. I'm a bit surprised that Mitch Trubisky beat him out. I mean, Mitch, Mitch is an okay quarterback, but, you know, if I was drafting a first-round quarterback, I'd like him to beat out Mitch Trubisky in training camp. Um and then there's always the hands thing. I know people make fun of his hands, but that's I don't know. And then, like you said, 24 year old. I mean, I was expecting a bit more, but hey, I'm. I mean, I'm rooting for the guy if he can. If he can uh, show up this year, it's good. It's good for you guys. Kenny Pickett. I think he's a dog, honestly. <laughs> I think he's surrounded by dogs as well. Deontay Johnson, Joey Pickens. Oh, come on. Yeah, he's. Hey, I gotta ask you a question, Ali. Yeah. Because you said earlier, and you said. Just now, like he's surrounded by a good team and he has a good coach, and but like they had, like I, I don't know what I'm missing, but what do they have this year that they didn't have last year? Where did the Steelers upgrade? Allen Robinson. <laughs> and Najee Harris has like ten thousand yards on him. So, but I don't so think there you I don't go. Think it's a question. I don't think it's a question about upgrading, uh, but it's more of a, like experience. Now he's well, they like, need year. Yeah, well, George he's Pickens. Second year guy, George. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but um, Kenny Pickett is he second year or third year? Second year, and and he's, jo- he's going into his second year, man. That's experience. That's what he gained. You know, like he's gonna go in more confident, more prepared. You know, he's gonna know the team better. They're gonna know. They're gonna have better matchups. You know, they're gonna. They're just. I, I think they're going into a great season together. All of them. I think they'll be great together. Oh, I would say like the, the story of the Steeler, Steelers season uh, hinges on the run game and they drafted that tackle out of Georgia. As far as I know, uh, more uh, more of a pass blocker than a run blocker. Could be wrong on that. I'm kind of guessing. <laughs> Could there. be. But they did trade up to get him though. Yeah. yeah. Which is okay. sick. When you see that, when you see like them go after their guy, you, you like that. Mm-hmm. What I will say is, you know, the earlier comment about the Ravens was, okay, if they got the run and they got the pass, it's really hard to play against them. And what I'll say about Kenny's situation last year is the Steelers could not pick up two yards on the ground to save their fucking life. Yeah. They could not run the ball at all. They I don't know about the stats, but they had to be bottom five in the league, bottom three in the league in every rushing stat. It was abysmal. Mm-hmm. So if you're Kenny Pickett and you're trying to pass the ball against a team who knows what's coming, uh, that's a tough situation to come into. So if that can improve, and I don't know, I can't point and say, oh, this guy's going to improve it. This scheme's going to improve that. But if the running can come together, I think Kenny Pickett uh, can be a you know a uh, efficient quarterback, a top half quarterback. Yeah, just do enough for the team to like win games, you know. And, and that's what Phil said. Like Phil said that you know there was times when you maybe saw a little bit of inexperience. I think you said that. We'll have to yeah. check the tape. But there was times where he's forcing it a little bit, and that's just like stuff that you see out of a young quarterback. I don't want to yeah. see him start week one. Uh, historically, quarterbacks sit out the whole season their first year. Mm-hmm. I think coming in when he did was fine. Uh, and hopefully there's room to grow. I don't know. Adam's got his hand up. I've heard some unbelievable things in the past 12 minutes. So <laughs> I have I have a lot of questions that I want to put forward. And they don't all need answers, but I just want to put some questions forward. Um, I think one of the craziest things I heard seven minutes ago was someone dropping the line, Kenny Pickett could be a top 14 or 12. Like, I don't want to get into the quarterback discussion in the league, but I could name like 20 quarterbacks that I'm confident are better than Kenny Pickett. And like, maybe in the AFC, he could be a top 12 quarterback. But I'm not <laughs> um, second of all, like I question for the room. I'm not sure. Sh- like, do you guys actually think 
that Najee Harris is good? Or do you think he's good because he was drafted high and he has a cool name? And like, he, and he went cool. to Alabama. And he went to Bama. Well, I think, I think, I, he had a... He had the worst offensive Never line in the. Good. He had the worst offensive line in the league last year. Not even close. We couldn't move the ball on the on the ground if we tried. And his, but how long can that be an excuse for? He's never been. Adam, good. think, think Adam, about it. It's sad what they're doing. He's never looked good. Adam, we no, put, okay, but Adam put him put Najee Harris on the Dallas Cowboys. Okay, but what yes. about when the backup? What about when the backup came in last year and was better than him? Najee was hurt for a lot of the first half of the season. Like I'm not trying Najee, to make excuses for the guy, but he ha- he is a talent. He is he has all the skills that you would want a back to have. He's good out the has, backfield. Yeah. He's a pass blocker and he, he's good he on the good ground. Hands. Yeah, he goes up one yard and he's already got three guys on him. Yeah, yeah. Najee is a dude like running man. It's I'm crazy. just saying. First of all, that's not a position that. Um, has a lot of value to me in the first place. No. And second of all, he hasn't shown me anything that proves to me that he's even better than his backup. Um, moving heat. on, they, heat. a big issue with the That's Steelers heat. last year is that they had this offensive coordinator, uh, what's his name? Matt Canada. Well, Matt Canada. Like, a, allegedly one of the worst in the league, and he's still there. Um, so I'm not sure what the plan is there. Like, how is the we drafted one tackle, and we're expecting Najee Harris to randomly become good in his third year. And we have the same offensive coordinator, and it's Kenny Pickett who has, like, I'm sure Phil is going to bring up he had that one game-winning drive last it year. It was but... three games in a row, Adam. It wasn't one game. It was oh. three games in a row. Um, But to me, he's never done anything where I'm like, wow, this this guy is a top half quarter. Like, he just looks like a normal dude, and... um. I'm not sure how much more progressing he can do. And even if he does progress, oh. you still have Matt Canada. You still don't have a great O-line. You drafted one rookie O-lineman. He's not going to make your O-line good. And I you mean, have this offensive coordinator and these bad running backs. I don't know. I still think he's so talented. Like, even, like, Derrick Henry looked okay last year. First yeah. few years. Went to Bama. I mean, played for the freaking Titans. I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know. Their yeah, offensive like, line Saquon, might have even been better. Saquon, Derrick Henry, like there's so many quarterback or running backs that have played behind bad lines that you can still tell they're good. And Najee, we haven't seen him look good, but we're just saying, oh, he's Najee Harris, like he's gonna be good. No, his rookie season, he was good. Like uh, that when we had he Ro- no, he was when we had Roethlisberger, he was good. That's why he ended up going so high in the fantasy drafts. He was good when we had because Roethlisberger. He was good because he was a workhorse and he had 400 carries, but he was still averaging like three yards a rush. He was never, he was never sick. I think the only argument for the Steelers is is their head coach, and he is one of the greatest head coaches, and he's really good. Yeah, Mike and Tomlin. I, I don't see much. But see, considering coach. they have Mike Tomlin, considering all those, like they have Mike Tomlin, he's gonna he's gonna find a way to use those guys in a yeah, good- which did last year, and he scraped somehow scraped what was exactly. it eight, nine, nine and eight? Yeah, somehow yeah. scraped nine and eight last year, and I I've only I haven't seen the team progress. Like nothing about them this year tells me they're going to be better than that. I don't Hold think. On. What if they? Be what if they improved? I don't think they're going to be a Super Bowl winning team, but they have. Potential. They didn't improve. They got Allen Robinson. Alex. Yeah, that is he. That is he. No, no, no. I, I, yeah. But it doesn't, it doesn't matter who they get. It doesn't matter who they get. It's how like they'll like mature into a good team. You know, they have young guys. That's what they I'm have saying. young guys. Yeah. They're rebuilding. They're rebuilding like this. This the Steelers' uh, offense, defense. You know, they're like progressing in a way but it doesn't matter who they bring in you know one guy's not gonna make the whole team they can bring in whoever they want to bring in one guy doesn't make the team i think maturing needs to be coupled with upgrades we talked about how the ravens have gone better 
um, like every team in this division has improved and has made changes to try to become better. And I haven't, I haven't seen that from the Steelers. I don't totally disagree with that in terms of like signings and stuff. But what I will say is they're banking on third year Friermuth, second year George Pickens, second year Kenny Pickett. They don't need to go out and make these pricey signings. And they've changed six starters on defense. They drafted Joey Porter with the 32nd pick. Joey Porter Jr. is going to play corner. They signed former Pro Bowler Patrick Peterson. We all remember that signing. (laughs) (laughs) Why'd you you lead with that? That's, that's That's not just bringing in a guy. That's bringing leadership to the team you know? that's what i'm saying i think adam makes good points uh i just you know maybe in terms of like uh, roster building some of the uh, improvement and the uh, potential was not brought in but i think it's hard to say that you ha- you don't you don't even see a path where a team could improve from the product last year when you have the young talent like that the young quarterback only coming into his second season Firemouth Pickens, a team that like started to put it together a little bit better down the stretch uh, to say that you don't see them improving and you like don't see that as a possibility. I think, well, we'll get to the over under, but you already know. I think I can look at any team in the league and say that I see a possibility of them improving. But at the end of the day, I have to be realistic and I have to pick teams that I don't think that's going to happen to. Unfortunately, I think this is one of them. Well, I do agree with you. A couple things. They were seven. They won seven of their last nine to finish. Pickett was a big part of that in those last minute drives. But I will say that this is a really hard division, like what Tone said. I don't think the Steelers are as talented as the other three teams in this division. I just don't. That's why I don't see the ceiling to 10, 11 wins. I don't, you know, I, I think that the over under is eight and a half. I have to take the over. But I see them, it's because Mike Tomlin walks backwards to eight wins minimum as a floor. And I think that they have a decent core. I also, you know, I, I like to do this stuff. Eighth easiest schedule. Last year, they played one of the hardest. They were seventh worst field goal luck. They had the worst fumble luck last year. They were the most healthy team in the league last year. So that'll change this year. And they'll be a little bit more banged up, of course. But they did have TJ Watt on the shelf for half the season. He wasn't Bingo. the same guy when he came back. So I, I like the over here. But I don't, even if they make the playoffs, I don't really see them winning a game. But Alex, where are you at on that number eight and a half? Oh, well, I hate to go four in a row, but um, (laughs) (laughs) it's looking tough that I've gone over for four. But you know what? If I'm going to pick a division to go like all overs in, I think this is the division to pick. I mean, it's just all these um, teams are, are, uh, are quite solid. So like Steelers, like you said, Mike Tomlin just gets to eight wins or, or, uh, he'll need to get to nine, but like he just gets them somehow. I, I don't, I don't know how, um, he keeps doing it, but he gets to it, and I just trust him. This is almost like just strictly because of Pomlin. Um, he finds a way. Um, wouldn't be surprised if the Steelers, you know, you fi- they finish the season and they've got a crazy another good wide receiver that came out of nowhere, or they find another defensive prospect that's unbelievable. Like, um, I'm just waiting for that to happen. I mean, George Pickens is good, but I don't know if he's like like we're hitting like Antonio Brown, like, you know what I mean? Like those sorts of levels. Yeah. Um, but I, but like, I'm expecting them to, 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 to keep going. Um, but like the Steelers always find these just guys, like these little gems in the rough. Um, so I, I don't know. I, I don't have too much to back it up, but I just have a feeling that they're going to go over, you know, uh, in my career on this show, first appearance, I subbed in for Alex, uh, I took an alt line that came back to bite me. But on this one, I'm prepared to redeem myself on the alt line. I don't want 
even over nine and a half. I just want them over Ravens. Give me Steelers over Ravens. When it's all said and done and you look at the table, you're going to see Steelers and then Ravens. I Alphabetical. Love a, I love a vendetta bet <laughs> against Sally. That's sick. <laughs> RS. No, re- reverse alphabetical order. I had to run through um, it. Reverse alphabetical order. The Steelers will have, finish um, on top. I have the Steelers over. over. I think um, the reason I have the Steelers over, I think they can beat the Bengals. I think... Personally, I think they're a better team than the Bengals. I think defensively. Okay, that's all it. right. That, okay. I think defensively, what they got going on on defense, the Steelers, if they stay healthy, the, the Bengals are not stopping them. I saw them last year, the first game. Was it the first game or second game? Yeah, we won yeah. that game. You know, OT. Yeah. Man, you the, yeah, the four piece in the off the, the Steelers' offense wasn't clicking like that. You know, they, they were still trying to figure out what they do, you know, so. I think the Steelers' defense is really hard, and if they can keep going like that, they can keep building their defense to a strong defense in the division. Their defense can carry them, and their offense can do just enough to win games with Kenny Pickett. The reason I say they can go over 8.5 is because I believe they can beat the the Browns, and they can also beat the Bengals twice. I I think the Bengals are super overrated. I'm sorry to say this, guys, but... Yeah, I don't. I don't believe in the Bengals. It's not even bias. I just the way I see their team. They've been lucky for the past two years. That's a long <laughs> time to be lucky. Long time to be lucky. <laughs> they they know, man. Hey, I'm gonna be honest with y'all, man. They've been lucky for the past two years. Whatever. Y'all can do. The Devils got to the Super Bowl two years in a row, though. How's that lucky? I respect the take. It was. It's a big take because not a lot of people. Bengals over under was eleven and a half. So I love. Listen, nothing would make me happier than seeing them finish below the Steelers. I don't like the Bengals much, dating back to the Vontez perfect days. So yeah. I would be happy, happy to see them low. But uh, I think we all know which way Adam's leaning on this number. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna take the under, and I, I'm just gonna request from Caleb. I would love if. Like maybe when you're free, you have a day off work or it's a slow day. I just want to see a list of uh, 18 quarterbacks worse than Kenny Pickett. I just want to see that list. No, but we're not talking about at the end of last season. We're talking about by the time it's yeah. said yeah, and yeah. done this well, year. I want to see your prediction of the top 14 quarterbacks at the end of the season. Okay, a lot of variables there. I can take a run at it for you. I'm not too busy <laughs> at work. <laughs> All right, okay. I'll take a stab at it with yeah, you because yeah. I agree with you. I, he'll, I think he'll certainly finish. Like, it, it, I don't think he's going to be the limiting factor. I think uh, we've seen Jared Goff take a team to the Super Bowl. Uh, like, I don't know. I, I, I could see the Steelers. I don't think their ceiling is impacted so much by Kenny Pickett. Obviously, if he comes out and plays terrible, okay. Uh, but... I think there's bigger holes. When you I look at the offensive line and say that's what's holding the Steelers back, I think Kenny Pickett's going to be a net positive for the team. But We got to put the helmet in. So I say Frisk zone would be my vote. For the Steelers. For the Steelers, I would say Frisk zone. I think they're in the same category as the Browns. Does anybody have any objections? And then we can get to what answer. But any objections to Frisk zone? Uh, I, I think they're good. I'm going to go with Frisk, yeah. Kill. Well, you know, I think they're better than the Ravens. Okay, and Adam, but, Adam's the deciding but, but Frisky's not crazy. I, sorry, go ahead. No, no, no problem. Adam? I, think, I mean, you know I'm not going to say they're good. Yeah. Okay. I, think they're, I think based on the definition of Frisky, like any game, I can see the Steelers winning. But overall, they're, um, yeah, I think they're All right. All right, so they'll go in the Frisk zone with the Browns. So that's it for this division. I have a question for you with Tones. Um, you seem like 
like you're a very positive guy and you seem like you like a lot of players and you like a lot of quarterbacks. I'm just curious, are there any quarterbacks, uh, like players, but quarterbacks specifically that you don't like or that you think are overrated or just people you really don't like? Because you seem to like Joe Burrow, Deshaun Watson, Kenny Pickett and Lamar. So you like this whole division. And I feel like if we went through a lot of other divisions, you would say they're all dogs too. So I just want to know who aren't dogs. Um, man, what quarterback? You you told me quarterbacks that I don't like. I know it's hard for you because you you're a, you like to see the good in people, which I appreciate about you. He he's one of the positive most guy. positive people out there. I would say. You are there aren't? I, like, I try to be honestly, but yeah, I definitely don't like some guys. Like you know, so Dak Prescott. Uh, yeah. Oh no, no, come on, man, come on, Dak. Yeah. Oh, this guy. Man, I love Dak. I love Dak, but sometimes, man, he just pisses me off too. But um, I'll remind you the question. I'll remind you the question. Who do you not like <laughs> for quarterback? I'm trying to see. Anybody. I'm trying to see. Like, there's definitely. I don't. I don't like um the Dolphins quarterback. Uh, two. two I had a feeling like, you were gonna say that. I don't know why. I, I think two is overrated. Okay, but I want to know like a guy that you don't like, like not just on the field but off the field. Are there any guys that kind of get to you? How do you feel about Russell Wilson? It's a good, is a better question. That is. Oh, he's corny, bro. I hate him off the field. I hate Russell Wilson off the field, but I like him on the field. I, I, like I think he's gonna field. redeem himself. He's gonna redeem himself this year. Hopefully, he redeems himself. But off the field, man, this guy's too corny sometimes. Like he just does too much. Well, now he's starting to bring in his off-field stuff on field, like the corniness. <laughs> oh yeah, like yeah, uh, you know. But that's the thing. Going like, to the middle logo in Seattle and like doing the whole thing. Like, come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right uh, it's like, a, it's annoying. It's definitely annoying. I don't. I definitely don't like that. Um, who else that I don't like off the field? Man? Aaron Rodgers. I'm gonna just spit him out. You tell me. You got instant. Oh man, I love Aaron Rodgers, but that's okay. my quarterback. All right, yo, that's who I wanted to be for a long. Let's go rapid fire. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go rapid fire. Uh, Ryan Tannehill. Uh, he's not good, yo. Right? Why does he still have a job? Like, why? Why does Ryan Tannehill still have a job? That's Ooh, like, I got a good one for you. We have a few that are controversial on the show. So how do I've you? I got feel? a good one. I, Derek Carr. It's trash. There you go. Cousins. Cousins trash. No, honestly, but you gotta like him. Cousins is trash. No, cousins is trash. Derek Carr, yo, Derek Carr, man. It's he the Raiders' fault. Okay. It's all the Raiders' fault. No, no, it's not the Raiders' <laughs> fault. They brought him so many receipts. He had, he had a mark. There you go. I tweeted this last year. Having Devontae Adams is not going to change him being better. He's still the Derek Carr. Like, he's not good. He he just looks for a receiver, and he eyes him the whole time. Yeah, exactly. He, he doesn't mean, even go to his reads. He, he didn't even go. Like, Devontae Adams wasn't even his top target. Like, I don't know. Like, how can you even excuse that? It's ridiculous. Oh, I don't know. Derek Carr... Definitely disappointed in him. I I wish I wish the Raiders were really good. This like they were they were gonna be better, but Derek Carr was like, nah, he's the question mark. Adam, who sure. you got? How do you feel about Jimmy G? <sighs> question mark as well. Jimmy G, I don't know, man. I don't know how I felt about Jimmy Justin G. Justin Fields, Justin Fields. Question mark as well. I don't know. Just, oh, just really? Like hopefully, this. hopefully, Jones. hopefully. Justin I think Fields. he runs too much. Honestly, like he just but Not it's like run too much as in like Lamar Jackson. I know Lamar Jackson runs a lot, but I feel like Justin Fields watching him is just annoying because like you're just purposely running. Like <laughs> I don't like his style of play. I just don't. That's a rogue, a rogue take from a Lamar fan. But I like Justin Fields. I think Justin Fields is great. Me too. I agree with I, that. What do you? I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't think he's gonna last, bro. I don't think he's gonna last. I don't. I, like he's he needs to do something else. I don't, I don't know. I don't like how he runs. I don't like how he. I, that's, I, yo, I don't know. I don't. I, I just don't like him. The Giants. 
Who's Giants quarterback? Danny Dimes. Danny Dimes. I don't like Daniel. Oh, Dimes. come on. I don't like him. I just can't like him. Who else is in that division? Um, I'm a that guy. I don't like uh, Jalen Hurst. I don't know. I, I feel like he's getting carried by his team. I think the the Eagles are so good, way too good. You know, like he he has all the weapons. He has a big O line man. He he has big O line man. Sorry, uh, big receivers, a big defense. Come on, man! Like anybody can win it out on that team. You know, you put any any quarterback on that team, they're gonna win. This is a fun game that you get to play really once or sometimes twice a year. Name the starting quarterback of the Washington Commanders. I don't know. I, I don't know either. It's uh, I, I got it. It's Sam Howell, the the guy who doesn't eat the chicken tenders. That's the guy. Is that a rookie? Yeah. No, he's second year. But yeah, that's well, the guy. technically a rookie though, right? Because I don't think he, did he play at all in his first year. Yeah, if he did, I don't oh, remember yeah. it. I've never heard of him. Yeah, I think I know one guy. I know one guy from the red. Uh, red well, not the commander. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Commanders. Uh, one of my coaches actually coached him when he was in uh, CJP. Tones has connections. Who just else, so the who else did the commander sign though? Was it like Jacoby Brissett? Oh, that's right. Yeah. And that's oh, the, that's the perfect guy for the Commanders. The Commanders. <laughs> the Commanders are a team. You never know who their starting quarterback is. Jacoby Brissett is a guy. You never know what team he's on. He's always oh, on a team, and you never know which. That's a match made in heaven. Look out. Uh, give me their over. Commander's over. <laughs> it's probably like three and a half. Yeah, <laughs> it could be nine and a half. Over. That's a match. Uh, the guy, the guy's name is Saint Just. He's the quarterback. Oh yeah, yeah. I know Benjamin Saint Just. Yeah, yeah, Benjamin Saint Just. I know this guy because of uh, my coach. One of my coaches, he like uh, coached him. Well, Tones hey, is I'm the here. most well-connected man in in the NFL circles in this show. He's got a guy in the Falcons. He's got a guy in the Commanders. You know, yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't know Benjamin Saint Just personally. I just know my coach coached him. You know, that's that's all that matters. You'd have something to talk about if you saw him. That's yeah. That's what I count as a connection. So, yeah, you can consider that for sure. Mm-hmm. Only thing I have left to ask you with tones is I. I of course I've mentioned many times already that I do love your Twitter, but there was one tweet that actually really stuck out to me that troubled me that I've been saving to ask you about, and you might not remember this, but. On February 12th, you tweeted, and I hate to bring this up right now, but you tweeted, quote, Lamar Jackson is never winning a Super Bowl in this NFL. And I know you're a Lamar Jackson guy, and I don't know if there is some background to this or if you remember it, but I'm a little worried that you might like the Ravens this year. You might still be a Lamar guy, but you're worried that he's never going to get the ring. Sean Evans over here brought um, receipts with him. <laughs> oh, yo, I think um, the reason I said that, I was like, I was probably saying that because I felt it was like rigged. Oh, I see. Okay. I was like, shit, yo, this is ah, come on, man. There's I was no watching the games and I was like, no, this shit is so rigged. There's no <laughs> way Mark Jackson is ever winning a Super Bowl in this NFL. Okay, good. Cause I did also find on April 27th, you tweeted, We're winning the Super Bowl, all caps, Lamar MVP at Ravens. Oh, yo, so. feelings, bro. Yo, that was when he got signed, eh? Before the draft. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. I was getting I was getting so happy. I was so happy. That's why I tweeted that, man. I tweeted out of feelings, man. Mm-hmm. Yo, <laughs> and then and then whatever, whatever I'm feeling at the moment, that's what I tweet. 
Like, I'll be feeling right now, oh, man, this podcast is so dope. That's why I'm going to tweet, you know? Let's go. I love to hear that. Everybody who wants it, with Tones' his Twitter, it's at thekid0811. So you should have let me guess, because I think I would have been close. <laughs> I think I would have been kid, close yo. The kid. Yeah. And I'll leave with the most recent Ravens tweet that I saw. Ravens are Super Bowl champs this year. Mark my words. So... Please mark that. Please mark that, man. I'm going to do that every year until they win. I'm like, oh, my God, I predicted it. (laughs) (laughs) No, what you want to do for Maximum Cloud is you just sit down and tweet out year over year. Take 20 minutes and tweet Super Bowl champs this year. Yeah, like 26. For the next 30 years. And then you got the screenshot. And then you got the screenshot. That's the plan. I like that. Well, with Tones, it was a pleasure to have you on. I'm sure we'll have you back if something big happens with Lamar. Um, you bring the fireworks as always, so thank you. Oh, uh, yeah, thank you guys for having me. It was a pleasure, honestly. Yo, anytime you guys want me to come up, come through, I'm gonna be there. You already know. <laughs> and if anyone needs a bilingual analyst, at the kid zero eight one one on Twitter. That's me, yo. That's me. I'm putting in work, man. Putting in work. You love to see it. And Caleb will be back, I think, later this summer to do. Uh, he wants his own standalone special, <laughs> uh, dating special. So oh, that would be. I, would yeah, yo, I, I like this, yo. First time on a podcast. This is this is dope. I like that, man. And <laughs> nice meeting you guys as well, yo, Caleb, Alex, man, yo. Nice meeting you guys, Adam. You're gonna come on for the dating nice special. Like we'll get here. we'll get the squad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll be on. I was just hoping, like, I can't wait. That's what I'm trying to say. Oh yeah, yo. It's actually crazy. Um, I'm going to Paris uh, in August to see one of my boys <laughs> playing football there as well. No one kidding. Let's go. So Yo, keep up with the Paris thing, man. Keep up with the um, Europe League as well. They're nice. They're nice. They're getting up there. Let's go. Up. I think that's a good idea. And I'll, I'll, when you go, I'll message you and you can send me a game recap and we can bring it to the show. Oh, yo, I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that for sure. Yo, go follow the Paris Musketeers. You'll man. see one of my boys is there. His name is Deegan. Yo, that's my guy. You already know. I'm going to shout him out for sure. He was on a podcast recently, too. I was listening to his uh, talks as well. It's in French, but if you guys understand French, go ahead and check it out. Oh, you don't have to plug a different podcast. There's only one podcast. It's Flag on the Play. (laughs) We don't talk about other podcasts. How how do I reach the podcast? Is I don't want to come at you, but you're going on the show. You could have listened. You could have sped up an episode and pretended <laughs> to have seen an episode Man, to say what is this? Adam, just, yo, was Adam was like, how many podcasts on the podcast? are you doing? <laughs> how many appearances are you doing? That's crazy. <laughs> the first time I came on, I was studying. I knew the segments. I knew it all. Yo, I'm, I've strokes. been busy, man. I yeah, yeah, just, yeah. We're all busy. All right. He just messaged me. He was like, you want to come on a podcast tomorrow? I was like, oh, yo, bet. I'm going to be there. Yeah, yeah. This I didn't is even know that's about a podcast. It was a pleasure. We'll be back with both of you soon, I'm sure. And uh, the rest of this, I think we got, what do we do, Alex? We did basketball. We did gladiators. So people can stick around for that. But yeah. Yeah. We What, what did we, uh, we talked about for, ah, uh, oh, well, they'll listen. So I don't want to spoil it, but <laughs> but ten. That's some random. We've got oh, some 10. random segments. Yeah, ten for sure. Big ten. Ten. Ten, 10 out of ten with tones. You got to say it if you're on here. Ten out of ten. <laughs> out of 10. <laughs> Let's go. Yo, you make a quick step, yo. This is dope. I like that. <laughs> yes, sir. And then we'll get Caleb to do the Steelers rating, which I'll cut that in here. So that'll go very well. And looking forward to that quickly. I want to do the NFL headlines because there's a little bit out there. DeAndre Hopkins did sign with the Titans. Now this is the Titans thing. They signed Andre Johnson. They signed Julio Jones. They signed Randy Moss. 
I do, I don't want to tell a guy what to do. If DeAndre Hopkins wants to take the money, take the money. If I was him, I would have signed with the Chiefs or the Bills or the Bengals. I just, I don't really understand what he's hoping to accomplish by signing with the Titans, but. I think it's funny that this guy's like still trying to get a paycheck like after <laughs> being in the league for like a pretty long time. Um, I don't know. Maybe he thinks he's still got like a bunch of years left in him. At least where he thinks he can still uh, money chase instead of ring chase. Um, but I totally agree with Phil. It's a little, it's a little sad. I'm not going to lie For, on his part, because it's like, dude, come on, like get a ring. Like I, if you haven't made enough money now, like, I don't know. I don't know. Well, what was the contract he signed? It was like two, it was two for 26, but I think pretty much all guaranteed. Like, uh, I don't know. I mean, like you said, I'm not going to tell a man what to do, but I think he would have looked sweet in Chiefs gear. That's a that is a fact. When we yeah. get Ryan back for the Saints, we might need to do another equipment draft, and then he might just like you might have to pick a uniform color because DeAndre Hopkins Chiefs would be elite with the red sleeves. Fire! Oh, yeah. it'd be so dope. He did back in May. Uh, he did have a list that he said on Instagram Live of the things he was looking for in his next team, and I think he went over three. So he said, "Quote: uh, I'm looking for a quarterback that loves the game and brings everybody on board with him. I don't, <laughs> I don't see that with Tannehill, but that's okay considering he refused- Tannehill can't even look at Malik Willis or, or Levis. Yeah, exactly. Like they're gonna take my job." <laughs> But he brings everybody on board with him. So that one he didn't get. He was looking for a great defense. Defense win championships. Got to have a great D-line. I'm not like a, a tape grinder, but I don't really see that with the Titans. And then lastly, he was looking for stable management because I've been through four GMs in my career. I, I wouldn't call the Titans a model of stability, but hey, again, don't want to tell a guy what to do with his money. I feel like you're probably all, the closest thing we have to a Hopkins guy Owen, and I did see he was a 90 rated in Madden today. They unveiled that. So if that sways your opinion at all. Well, I would say, first of all, Adam is probably the biggest Hopkins guy. Maybe we can get his take on it like next week or something. But uh, yeah, I don't think this really moves the needle for me. Like, I think he's probably still decently productive, uh, although he's getting old, but uh, he's not going to make any difference. Like, it's not going to be like this team's going to win. Maybe they'll win like five instead of four games or like six instead of five. But it's not like a needle mover for me personally. Yeah, when they were dropping the photoshops and they're like Henry and Hopkins together, I was like, yeah, I'm good. I it's not Madden in 18. I don't need to see these guys on the same team. But hey, DeAndre Hopkins thinks he's like Damian Lillard right now. It's like, who wants me? He <laughs> thought like all these teams were gonna line up and like like pay him, like pay him to to play. It's like, no, dude, like you can come here on a minimum if you want, but. <laughs> it does like why did they not pay aj brown like that that's still the thing that i uh, just don't really get about this whole thing yeah I, I that doesn't make sense um josh jacobs is gonna hold out it looks like that alex i'm, I'm sure you're probably heartbroken by this news oh no he's got to play on the franchise tag oh, no. so does barkley and so does pollard they didn't uh finalize their contracts today in time so they got to play on the tag i We've we've talked about this before, but this is kind of messed up that they can just like tag these guys till they're not good anymore, and then it's like, all right, bye. Like enjoy yeah. the Zeke Elliott free agency watch. It is it is heat. It is Has, Zeke hasn't signed yet, eh? No, still waiting. Interesting, interesting. Maybe you could sign him because I think your backup's Amir Abdullah. So maybe 
If, yeah. Josh, if Josh Jacobs is going to hold out, you might need him. I'm down for some Zeke. Yeah, that'd be that'd be sweet. I would say he'd look good in Raider colors, but I don't know somebody who wouldn't look good in Raider colors. But I feel That's like also true. him particularly, that might work. Do you think he's going to get signed? No, he can't. Yeah. Zeke? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's got like yeah, yeah. he's got some like Tampa Bay Buccaneers on him or something. I could see that. I could see the yeah, Jags the being like, yep. <laughs> One of those Florida teams, like the Texans even, that makes some sense. They like try to like smooch some Cowboys fans over. What about the uh maybe the Bills? Did they address their like are they still riding like Singletary? No, they got Damian Harris now. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, true, true, true. <laughs> maybe <a> Rams. <laughs> Like, oh, I just love want to play for McVay. <laughs> Out of yeah, him, nice. Kareem Hunt, and Fournette, I feel like Fournette's probably the least likely to sign. That would yeah, be I, don't, I think Fournette's like done. Yeah. But he still wants to go to a Super Bowl contender. People forget that. Does anybody want anything on Phil Rivers' tenth kid or Tom Brady, Kim Kardashian rumors, which was like two weeks ago, but we didn't get to talk about it. So I felt like it had to at least get a flag in the air if somebody wanted to grab or, it. Or the Chiefs super fan committing like grant, like fucking, what, what did he steal? Like half a million dollars in robbery? That guy's nuts. I read an article that about that guy. That is crazy. Yeah. Yeah, that was kind of wild. I when I read that story, I was kind of floored because like they actually like show him on TV quite a bit. He's like, the, and he's like he's always there, like the guy. He's the gorilla. Yeah, like, you yeah. know him. Like like you know him if you watch football, you you'll know him. And uh, yeah, wow. Like I mean, damn, that's kind of crazy. That's why he was he could afford all those like front row, front row seats. The Super Bowl. He was walking yeah. into banks. Yeah, bit of a wild and crazy guy. Uh, Good thing we didn't have him for a team preview. That would have been a tough look. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I just want to say it's kind of. I'm. I feel, I'm sad to see the downfall of Tom Brady. Like I, I. I wished I wouldn't have to, but and so it makes me sad that I do because I. I know it's a rumor, but not not a single like part of me doubts this at all. Like I have almost no doubt at all that this is true. That there is that they did talk all night. Um. The only part that I do doubt is the part where Kim Kardashian said that Tom Brady is exactly her type um, because it seems as, you know, I'm not a Kardashian expert by any means, but it does seem that based on her dating history, he might be like almost like, just like, very, I don't know. I, to be honest, I don't really know exactly what her type is, but it seems like Tom Brady doesn't really fit any of the guys that she's dated before. I don't, um, I don't want to make a disparaging comment, but money he would fit in the category of type he I does he does fit that if that's her her type then that is true I'll, i will admit that but but uh just tough to see tom go out that that way because i mean his kids are obviously old enough to know who at least some of them are to, to know what what her deal is and it's just you know it's tough to see you know you think a guy like that would he'd uh go out better than that no i agree it's just nobody's taken more L's since like he won the Super Bowl and everything since has just been L's like he got scooped on his own retirement he ended the retirement he he got divorced the FTX I mean this and then he had that garbage season things could not be going worse and this is like a new low he needs somebody in his corner to like really get him out of this point because I don't see a world where this is not the rock bottom like Kim Kardashian dating rumors for the greatest quarterback of all time is 
is pretty brutal. I will say Phil Rivers just having another kid is so electric. Him going to 10 kids and saying his like exact quote was, we're fired up about this, was awesome. He's just a great guy. I do, you know, people forget that he's one of the GOATs, so I do get kind of fired up. I'm with him on that. Did anybody watch Quarterback on Netflix? Because I most certainly did not. But I know that Adam definitely watched the first episode and said it was great. So did anybody watch it? I didn't, but uh, I was I was a little I don't know the they showed that one clip of like Mahomes being pissed that he had to be taken out of the game, um, with that rib injury and you know he's yelling at Andy Reid and I don't know everyone was kind of like marveling at that. I was like okay, like you know I've seen that happen before. He's not the first person to like be upset that he had to leave the game, you know. Um, and then they like pan to his wife and she's mic'd up. She's like she's mad that um he has to leave the game. Raw analysis. <laughs> no, I'm with you. I I don't know. I just don't really feel the need to like go behind the scenes with Kirk Cousins. Like this isn't that high on my priority list. Like they needed to get like Jameis Winston would have been good. Like they needed to really like <laughs> Andy Dalton. Yeah, Andy Dalton. Did you see the quote this week where Miles Sanders was like, "We've got a really good young quarterback and then a future Hall of Famer in Andy Dalton to bridge the gap." Yeah. that was electric but uh Andy Dalton would have been sick I just I'm not a Marcus Mariota guy really I know Owen is because he's got the double XL jersey from the Oregon days but I I could have used a better three and I Mahomes is not they've got a they've got a showcase yeah Mahomes isn't like I feel like we see so much Mahomes that it's not like ooh, let me learn more yeah like I feel like I've seen so much Mahomes it's like give me someone else where I'm like I'm like oh like I don't want to see like what the behind the scenes looks like for this guy, like um, Josh Allen or something. Exactly, and um, and they were doing a weird job marketing it. Like I said, with that clip, I wasn't that intrigued with the clip of that Mahomes thing. And then on Netflix, you know, when you like hover over the like title, it'll like maybe play like a random like thirty second snippet of the of the TV show or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I and I went and hovered over it, and it was just like Marcus Mariota like saying how he has a McDonald's breakfast on Mondays. Yeah, I'm not like, dude. I love the like sausage McMuffin. Like that's my guilty pleasure, and it's him talking with like his personal chef. It's like we gotta like market this. Like you gotta show me something more interesting than him talking about a sausage McMuffin. Yeah, they needed. I don't know. They could have done better. I felt like I'm just not. I probably will watch, but it's not the the things Mahomes things I want to see. The conversation that he probably had with Jackson where he was like, you got to tone it down. Like that, that would be good marketing material if you could release that. It's almost like, give me like, actually no football. Yeah. I want just all like, like, what are you like as a person? Like, I actually don't want any of the football. Like, I don't give a shit if you're going to go and like show us like clips of you throwing a ball at practice. Like, I don't really care. I kind of agree with that. Like I'll go like to do like yeah. I'll go to NFL films if I want to see that. Like the mic'd up segments and stuff. I, I give me like behind the scenes of like you sitting down Some Brittany drama. and being like why are you spraying champagne into a crowd yeah. in like zero yeah. degree weather? That is what I like want to see. Make it a reality TV show almost. The you Kardashians, I mean? yeah. Yeah. Keeping up with the Mahomes. <laughs> And the cousins, yeah, that would have been better. But again, I haven't seen the show, so maybe it is like that. I don't know, but I'm just maybe, going yeah. off the marketing material. Have, have you guys seen QB One, the high school one? I know before? that's your jam. 
it, it actually is it's like it's something i would like to watch but I, I haven't ever got around to it he i thought you were like right into that what was the one yeah, you were uh, right into <laughs> uh i used to watch the 11 all the time that's the one um let's do quickly well, well basketball is kind of done i would say but quickly again i'll just throw these flags up in the air there's about five or six if you want to grab one grab one if you don't pass um but really quickly and then we'll probably be done talking about hoops for the next little while but we got jimmy butler and shakira dating uh britney spears and Wembenyama again two weeks ago but didn't get the chance so throwing it out there the sun signed bull bull uh, Imoni Bates got sacked by a, a fake stat line of himself, and oh. LeBron's going back to 23, and the NBA Cup format was unveiled. So I think that's six that I just threw out there. So do you want to grab any, Alex? Oh, I got to take the Imani Bates one because I... <laughs> go for it, go for it. I thought it was so funny because uh, I think his actual stat line was something like 18 points or something like that, and I don't, I don't, I would, I don't remember how many rebounds or assists. But then he got sacked like 27 points. It was like almost a triple double with 27 points. <laughs> so um just <laughs> pretty pretty outrageous kind of error there in my mind. Because you know, I feel like even if you're somebody who just kind of doesn't really count your stats, it's pretty clear to tell kind of when you've had like an 18-point game versus a 27-point game. Like, like those dude, are no one's feeding you 25 shots in summer league. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. Um, but you know, I think as more comes out about this guy, I think it's pretty interesting because, you know, he's a big John Morant guy. He's kind of, you know, he seems like he's a bit, you know, so I was happy to see him, you know, I was interested to see him kind of gas himself up. Yeah. But did you, did you see the video today where they were like, have any like NBA, like stars been like guiding you? And he basically ripped off every single star in the NBA. I'm like, (laughs) okay, like. Like he was like um, Donovan Mitchell, Mello, KD, Zach Levine, <laughs> fucking named like Ja, ja Morant. That one's not hard to picture, but um, <laughs> but he ripped off like eight or ten guys. I'm like, all right, I don't know, like you know, Donovan Mitchell's like staying up late at night, like texting, you know, like what to you know how to how to pursue your NBA career, so. I kind of, I'm kind of all in on this guy. The more I find out about this guy, I'm just all the way in. The fake stat line is like an all time thing. That's just, I, I, like you said, the fact that he like was like scrolling and he's like, damn, like, like I kind of snapped like 27 <laughs> points, like almost a triple double. I was going in. I got to repost this. That's actually sick that he like has that short term of a memory. That's just something that actually might indicate that he's actually good because he's just that forgetful. He's like, oh, I just had a raw game. Like, next game's going to be even better. That's yeah. that's the mindset I like to see. Is there any you want to grab there, Alex? Um, well, yeah, just like the NBA like tournament and the format. I thought um, I thought the format's interesting. I I, I kind of like the draft, um, but I I was under the impression that it was going to be like all mixed. Like, it didn't have to just be like Eastern Conference um, groups. I thought it would have been cool if they just mixed everybody in together, and you have like a like a Lakers Raptors. Spurs. I think they are mixed in together. No, it's all, all the division, all the groups are, div- they're all mixed, but it's, it's conference by conference. It's not, there's no East and West combining, which kind of sucks. Cause I was, I thought I was under the impression that was going to happen. Um, Maybe, maybe they, they can always switch it, I guess, but 
you know, they'll probably let it run for a few years. Um, but nonetheless, I, I, like I said, I think we talked about it a little bit on the last pod, but I'm, I'm actually pretty excited. I, I think it's going to make that December, November, December um, area much, much more interesting. Um, so, I mean, hey, a, a cup's a cup. People are going to, I think people are going to want to win it because it's like obviously the first and it's in the um, beginning stages of it. Um, but I've heard a lot of people say, well, what is it like? What is it worth? What is it for? It's like, it's a brand new tournament. Like, let it breathe. Like, give it five years. And so that, you know, we can get some perspective on it and see how it goes. And like, people are already complaining about it. It's like, dude, you haven't even like let this thing breathe. Like, let it play out for a few years and see how it goes. Um, and I'm, I hope like, um, it, it'll be a single knockout or single play elimination. Um, and that stuff's always fun. I mean, you could get some crazy teams, um, you know, meeting in the, in the semifinals or finals. So I'm all for that. If, if that means that the magic can, 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 you know, make it far and get into the finals or something, or, you know, other teams like that can, can make a run. I think it'll be much more interesting. I got to say, I like the idea, and I like that they did it on Tuesdays and Fridays in November. Like, that's a good wrinkle. I'm not going to plan my life around that, but if I'm home on a Tuesday night in November, I'm watching that over regular season NHL probably because all the games are going to be on at one time. So you'll get a good, like, rapid-fire ending, like a a nice, like, red zone light type of sequence. So I think it's going to be interesting. I'm glad that they at least tried something to spice up the regular season. I'm sure that... uh, We've reiterated that in the past, but it uh, it's good. I think I'm excited to see how it works out. Um, I Britney Spears is a irrelevant hag, has been washed up loser, so I don't have much to say about her. Um, I thought Wimbanyama looked pretty good in summer league first game, a little bit heat. Uh, the air ball was a tough video, but the stat line people forget they just skip over the five blocks, which. Five blocks is five blocks. So he's going to be a star. And again, Britney Spears is irrelevant, washed up, has been only famous because of her documentary the last couple of years. Otherwise, the kids wouldn't know her. So we're not fans of her on this show. I've made the decision for everybody. And I don't appreciate Alex and Owen and Adam going against Wembenyama now. They think it's funny. They put his stat line in the chat. They say heat. They say, oh, no, bad debut. Delete this video. Hornets just picked a guy who's better than him because he crossed him up. It's all just <laughs> hater raid. They don't like us because they aren't us. So it's fine. I'm... uh I'm okay. I've come to terms with it, but I don't appreciate it. I would like that on the record. So anyway, um, well, let's do the movie. But if there were the two, oh, and the plain girl, you said she was, you know, the white whale of this show. Can anybody find her? Because I do actually feel like she actually spotted something. I'm not even being facetious. I think she spotted something and I think the thing killed her. I think there was actually something that was not real. I do too. I do too. I, I I think that everybody that's doubting her is uh, arrogant. I believe her. Yeah. Justice for this woman. She saw something and that's, she wasn't crazy. You could tell. Yeah. No, she wasn't used to, you know, she didn't seem like she was drunk or intoxicated in any way. It, clearly it was somebody who had seen something that a normal person should not have to see. Like something was clearly wrong. She was pointing it out and uh, I'm glad she did it. Yes, respect to her. And then the uh, Alex's torn ACL video, which 
The minute minute I clicked (laughs) on it, it was just the most Alex video of all time. (laughs) I could just picture him watching it, which gave me a good laugh. That was uh that wow that was a a heat video uh to say the least, um because I I watched it the first few times and just seeing the knees pop was in itself just incredible to watch, um the guy <laughs> going down the stairs and he just buckles and both knees just like I I mean you could almost hear the pop you could just you could just hear it, um but the funny part was like I I watched it in the morning and then I went revisited the video in the evening. <laughs> And then I actually realized that the guy was beefing someone. So he was going down. Like, I thought he was just going down the stairs to, like, leave the venue. He was going down the stairs to beat someone's ass. And his fucking knees, like, just bailed on him. <laughs> so so that was, uh, hopefully, hopefully the guy has a speedy recovery. But uh, that was an <laughs> insane video to watch. The second video of the stretcher coming out to get him was almost better. That one was, oh. what a scene. What a scene. I just, it was a very you video, so I got a good kick out of that. Uh, Gladiator, let's do it. And then, again, the people know we could talk about it after this, but Barbenheimer is is this week. Mm-hmm. It's right around the corner. But let's not bury the lead. Gladiator, Alex, your movie, as good on the rewatch? Yeah, as good. Um, I just had a wonderful time with this movie again. I think... Like, like you guys said, I think we can all agree that the first little bit's a, a little heat. So now going in, watching the first, you know, 20 minutes of the movie, I'm, I'm much more relaxed and I'm much more like, okay, like I know, I know what we're getting into. Um, because on the first time I watched it, the first 20 minutes weren't that awesome to me, I guess. Like, it's just kind of throws you in. It's like, okay, like what the hell is going on? Like, why, why is this significant? Um, and Adam made a point earlier. He, um, when before we started the show, he said that like, you think it's just this about like this like warrior, just gonna be a bloodbath, a lot of action type movie. But like, it's a actually a wonderful story that um, develops as the movie goes on, um, and and the significance of it. I think you know, it's going. You, you I think at least I. Um, felt like I had a, like, it just, I don't know. You kind of have a connection with the character. I thought, um, Russell Crowe did a really good job, um, portraying, I think his name's like Maximus. Yeah. Something. And yeah, it just, I thought it was, it's filled with great actors too. I thought Joaquin Phoenix was really good. I thought he played his role incredibly. Um, and it was just, I've, I've always kind of been fascinated with ancient Rome. Um, so that's probably another plus as to why I like this movie as much as I did. Um, and then, and then the ending was just, I love that. I love the ending. I thought the music Hans Zimmer was in his freaking bag, cooking <laughs> up that, cooking up that song. Um, like, like the fight scene at the end, it was great. Um, and it's definitely a movie that for me will be a rewatchable for a long time. So it's definitely one of my, like one of the best movies I've watched. Uh, yeah, I, I loved it too. I thought, I like thoroughly enjoyed it. I was going into it kind of, I, I didn't really know what to expect, but I loved, yeah, I just I thought Russell Crowe was great. I liked Marcus Aurelius. I liked the like, historical aspect of it. Um, I love the action was, was sick. Mm-hmm. The, the opening scene where they're at the war at war with like the other tribe was just so good. Um, and yeah, Russell Crowe's character is great. I just enjoyed every minute of this movie. I love a classic revenge story. Yeah. Um, and I think this was like this was just like the, the most classic. 
Well, I thought it was also sick, like um, just the way he works himself back yeah. to get to Rome, to get to to back at the at the at the king, um, and just that story, like him, like being at the top falling to the bottom and then going back and getting his revenge was, was just excellently done. It was really good. You say you're fascinated by ancient Rome and full disclosure. I did see the fight scene at the end, but I didn't make it to the last 20 minutes. I, I wish I could have seen it. So I, I, I'll take the L hand up. I didn't finish this one, but to me, I watch this and I just think about how miserable I would have been if I was around this time. Like sometimes, you know, maybe like yeah. in like a past life, you you were like involved, you maybe feel a connection. I know I was certainly not involved in this in a past life because it just like, like them all in the base, like, oh, when do we attack again? Like all this stuff. I just would have been misery. I would not have liked it one bit, but it was very entertaining. And I actually kind of liked the start. Like, I thought the battle at the beginning was sick. Like, it was just nice to, Me like, too. throw you into the fire, see the action. There wasn't a lot that I didn't like about this movie. And like you said, Joaquin Phoenix, to me, was, like, the most... I don't know if it's just his face when he was oh, younger, yeah. but he's just so, like, hateable. Like, hateable. It, he really did it well. So, and and Russell Crowe, you do feel a connection with him and not a lot of dialogue. Yeah. Yeah, that's actually true. Um, but uh, like you said, um, Joaquin Phoenix, just you you despise him, man. Um, and just as the movie goes on, it's I'm like, okay, hey, there's no way I can hate this guy more. And it's like, and then he does another thing and you're like, oh my God, like I hate this guy like triple the amount I hated him before. So um, I think Ridley, Ridley Scott um, directed this movie. So he's, 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 he's a hall of famer for sure. Like, uh, yeah. He's he's put out a bunch of bangers. So um And did so, yeah, you see was... he's his next thing is on Apple TV and it's starring Joaquin Phoenix. It's a movie, it's Napoleon. And that I'm very pumped for that movie, actually. That looks just because awesome. yeah. Just just because Gladiator was done so well in that kind of like historic uh type of movie and um getting Napoleon as this um or, or sorry, getting Joaquin Phoenix to to portray this like gigantic of a of a human um but uh yeah like i'm excited just because he did such a good job with this sort of epic of, of gladiator i think he'll do a good job with napoleon and um i guess napoleon's wrapped up i think it just has to come out now which is which will come in november but now he's on to gladiator 2 so i'm really excited to see how that movie uh, unfolds do we know who's in that yet oh what's the uh, paul mescal mescal Oh, um, nice. He's going to be in it. And I think Joaquin Phoenix, uh, or sorry, he dies. So he's not going to be in it. Um, I don't know exactly what, what it's about, though. I don't know if it's like a continuation. I don't think so. The, I think it's like a new event, story. Or it might be a new story. I, I don't know what exactly about. And I think, don't quote me on this, but I think Austin Butler is in it, too. He'd be good for that. He's kind so, of- He looks a lot like Russell Crowe. Yeah, he does. They They have similarities, I'd say. What uh, what weapon did you think was the most useful and simultaneously, which one did you think was the least useful? Owen, was there something that sticks out to you there? Um, the most useful? I like the, I like at the last battle, the little dagger that he just hit the hidden one that he could just whip out. I thought that was pretty underrated, most useful. Least useful? Hmm, maybe like the the sticks on the on the wheels 
Yeah. Seem like they caused more problems yeah. than they caused uh, actual success. <laughs> I agree. Because they're basically like twigs. Like, yeah. what were yeah. these even doing here? Yeah. It seems like they could jam the wheel up too. Like, it'd be like, why are we not moving? Oh, the sticks are in the wheel. Like, that would be a tough scene. I think, uh, I gotta, I gotta say, the bows that, the archery bows that caught fire, kind of overrated, I thought. Like, the catapult's already doing that work. Like, it's already got, like, the fiery ball, which will do 10x the damage of the arrows. And I don't know if this is just, this is, this might be the opposite of a boomer take. It might be like a, like a kid take. But is an arrow really going, like, through my whole body? Like, is it going all the way through and out the back? Am I just, like, I think it is, Phil. You think so? I think it is, dude. I think that thing is, like, it's going at a fucking like fast like high speed but the guy was running and it hit him and then it stuck him into the tree like that's that is not happening oh oh sorry you're talking about a specific scene yeah yeah yeah. yeah. i thought sorry i thought you were talking about like uh like you're just wearing a shirt you're standing still and someone just smokes you i agree though i don't yeah i still think it's going through you though uh, i don't know i feel like it's not that's, I think you, you can get think a so. force on it. That's what I'm saying. How could it go all the way through me? I just don't I don't see it. But mm. I don't want to find out or anything. I also <laughs> I was thinking about the shields too. Like pretty useful, but also kind of clunky. Yeah, heavy for sure. Oh, that um you know what was a crazy scene? The when um oh, I forgot what his relation was. That guy that was helping like Russell Crowe like plan the attack. Yeah. And then how he, like he finally finds him. He's sitting on the horse or whatever. And he's like, okay, bet. Like, like we're going to cut. Like, we're leaving. And then boom, like gets hung from the tree, horse cuts. Yeah. That was insane. That was, that was crazy. That was a good one. That was right at the start, I think, right? No, no. That was towards the end when they were trying to like um, escape, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I know yeah. what you're talking about. I was just yeah. thinking about when they rode the horse in on the guy with no head. Oh, yeah. That was heat, too. Lots of good yeah. scenes in this movie, but not for the faint-hearted. I would say, yeah. pretty, uh, pretty intense stuff. But that's, hey, that's what we signed up for with Gladiator, and of course, well, I would say from what I've seen, I think this is a as a four-star movie for me. I really liked it. I thought it was just, I mean, I had high expectations and it met them. So it's in the upper echelon for me. Um, I rated it a, a five out of five on uh, Letterbox. For me, it's like somewhere in either with three and a half or four. In order to be up in that four and a half, five, for me, it's got to be like, you know, all time. Yeah, uh, I agree with that. And this, yeah, it the ending was, the story was really good. So I give that points. And Barbenheimer this week, very excited. Honestly, have been thinking about it for like days and days. Um, what's the order, Alex? I don't remember. So we're going to go watch Barbie at 1.30. Um, okay. And then, and then you know, I think it's like a two-hour-ish movie. And then we're going to go cleanse yeah. a little bit, get like, I don't know, some food or something. Get some beers. Yeah, that sounds good. Get some good. beers. And then probably like once like 5.30 rolls around, um, we're going to be locked in because Oppenheimer starts at 6.00. So we might- I've, I've, I've heard it's um, some people, some people are like raving about it. Some people are kind of, mm. cause there's yeah, a scene one? in there that people are really complaining about. Oppenheimer? I don't know if you've seen it in Oppenheimer. Yeah. 
that's not good i was like uh very unnecessary prolonged scene that just like is just way too long for no reason oh with uh with with, yeah with florence Pugh. with florence Pugh and 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 killian murphy i don't think you'll be saying hello in the theater owen i think it's a it's a little (laughs) long i've heard of this too but i was thinking maybe we could all go in suits to oppenheimer and then just like i don't know chain smoke some cigarettes outside before the movie just to really get in the get in really get yeah actually that'd be uh, that's a good idea that is a good idea. Yeah, yeah. Chain smokes six. <laughs> Get uh, everyone's wearing a fedora. Yeah, I know. I'd um I'd fully endorse that um and support it. Um. Yeah, maybe bring some calculators or something. Fucking, I don't know. <laughs> Pen and paper, some notepad. Pen and paper. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that would be sick. But yeah, okay, so that's on Sunday. We're doing the review on Monday, Tuesday next week. That's perfect. Today, ten. I would say. Um, ten. We haven't done the stuff with the guests yet, but I'm sure there is no way Watones is not a 10 and there's no way Caleb's not a 10. Yeah, so excited. Yeah, 10's all the way around. So we'll be back next week and uh, breaking down. I don't know what division we're going to do. Maybe we'll surprise you. So, yeah. But anyway, we'll be back.